right, well, welcome to yet another episode of Flip Your Friday. Casey, we decided to do it. We decided to rebrand. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, but I think it's the right decision. Uh, we can talk about it a little later. Uh, a little later. Uh, but uh, for now, I'm your host, Wynn Silberman. This is my co-host, Casey LeBlanc. And I'm really excited to have JD. I'm going to call you the mattress flipper, if you don't mind. I mean, the mattress flipper, the sleep whisper. Yeah, I like the slip. Yeah, I like that, yeah, too. The sleep whisper is really, really cool. Yeah, we yeah. got to dive into some um, of this stuff immediately. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, there's there's a lot here with that already. I'm, I'm really intrigued about yeah. this. Really excited for you to be here. Thank you. Um, but, JD, you know, we would like to do just real briefly, Case, just a little bit of an origin for us as to why you're here, what this podcast is about. Um, and then let's just jump right into it. But Case, I love it when you just do a little little bit of a version of what we do. So again, we've talked about this. It's yep. about what you're doing that has separated yourself to get you to a, a level that some people are striving to be. So trying to pick tips and tricks and different things of whether it's going through something and how you rebounded or whether it's you know a, a routine. But basically the idea of Friday being considered a third day of the weekend, especially in San Diego. What are you doing that's different that uh, either elite people or people that are considering doing some changes in their routines can can glean from your experiences so that's kind of the origin of it and and you know starting from that we'd love to kind of give the audience anyone who doesn't know you and if you're in san diego it's probably not that many people but but people that don't know you give us a little bit of background kind of where you started and where you came you know where you came from give us some origin some, origin is important you yeah. know oh, yeah. uh, so give us a little background the backstory is everything yeah i right? think it is it is i think it is we can dig out some gold in there, you know, in everybody's story. So how, how far back do you want to go here? Well, so you're from New Jersey. Yeah, been on the planet for quite a long time, 51 I, I, years. So New, let's start, let's start New Jersey. Okay. Jersey, born and raised, uh, single mom. Uh, dad was completely not present at all. Like literally never touched me, never changed a diaper. Um, luckily, my mom is stronger than probably 90% of men. Mm-hmm. So she raised me solo and she took the role of both mother and father. And I'm saying, luckily I'm blessed that, to have a mother. Were, were you an only strong. child? I was. Correct. Okay. Yep. Wow. So uh, only child. And uh, luckily I had a mom that strong. Otherwise who knows what have, what would have happened because I, you know, when I interview people on, on my podcast, everybody's childhood, I haven't had a, like a, a, I've only had one out of like 20 that had a great, harmonious childhood. So it's very rare. Well, well define, def, if you don't mind, <clears throat> define strong for me in the context yeah. of, especially a feminine context, right? Yeah. Because yeah. often in, in this culture, uh, we're trying to grow into that and recognize the power of, of, of females, right? I mean, that's exactly. a very, very big deal. But yeah. what do you mean by your mother was strong? What, what does that mean? Give me an example. So she instilled in me very, very early. Like you don't ask, you don't get, was the number one thing she taught me very early on. Don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Um, and she also taught me very early on that what everything happens for a reason and never look at anything in a negative way. These were the, the these were the number one and two lessons that I was taught very early on by my mother that I carried throughout my entire life to this day. You don't ask, you don't get, and everything happens for a reason and turn everything that you think is a negative into a positive. Cause mm. listen, we all have a choice to how we want to live every day. You can live with a positive uh, mindset or a negative mindset. There's only two mindsets you can live with. That's it. So she taught me to live with a positive mindset and always look at like when something negative happens to you, like you guys are big business guys. When, when something goes wrong with the construction or this and that, or you didn't get a building that you were supposed to get, you know, she just said, it's happening for a reason. Take a step back. Look at the, look at the situation. Let's, let's find out why it's happening in a positive way. And so she was just so strong. Like she was not straight uh, afraid to speak up. She fought for me as, you know, cause a woman, especially back in, we're talking back in the seventies now, Yeah, a, a woman in that they weren't quite, 
you know, no, the, the, it's, it's progression, evolution. Absolutely. Exactly. So she just was tough. She would stand up. She would speak up. Um, Is she from Jersey? Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, of course. So when you, and when you meet her, if you meet her here, because she's seventy six now, almost next uh, next uh, week actually. Um, everybody freaking you loves her. Okay, but that said, if she she doesn't like you, it's going to be it's rough. a problem. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. problem. And but if she loves you, you will have the the best friend of your life she, with she her. She sounds sounds Italian. Is there an Italian <laughs> background there? <or> a, <laughs> you, you, you would think. She's, a, she's from Jersey. She is Jersey. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's her origin. Yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> right? she's Jerseyan. So you're, so how long were you in Jersey for? Jersey, born and raised till 18. And okay. so at 18, uh, I was supposed to go to college. I actually got accepted to University of Tampa. Um, I was a terrible student, by the way, guys. So I'll give you some more context here. I was not a good student. I could care less about school. You guys have a lot of rapport there, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah, both yeah. you. Yeah, it I, makes I just, a lot of sense. Yeah, he it, just and, finds areas to dig. It just, yeah, 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 it's yeah. hard for him. He, yeah, sorry, he's like my little stepbrother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> taller stepbrother. But yeah. <laughs> oh God, here, here, here we go. Yeah, right. Uh, so um, you know, uh, you know, I wasn't authority wasn't great with me. Mm. Even my coaches, I didn't get along too well. What with. teams? Just, what, what do you mean, coaches? Football, what baseball, uh, wrestling. I actually got along with the wrestling coach, but uh, I was that was that due to being uh, like from the neighborhood, kind of running around? around, uh, you know, with friends or what, like, or just always kind of a rebel doing your own thing or I just, I became a little punk. I was like, a, yeah. just a little pain in the ass. Dis disdain for authority. All right. Yeah. So eight, so 18 comes and 18, you got to make a decision college or, well, or dad, not. dad was supposed to the divorce agreement at eight. When, when the divorce was, I was like two or so one or two. Yeah. Don't even remember, but the divorce agreement, he was supposed to, my mom would raise me, pay for everything. And then he would pay for college when it came uh -huh. time to pay for college. And then all of a sudden I got accepted and he's like, oh, I don't have the money, mm. which we found out later that he did, but he lied. That's, that's uh, a whole nother story. That's but the, the moral of the, and by the way here, okay. Negative situation, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Couldn't go to college, but me, I'm like, shit, I, I would have failed out in six <laughs> months anyway. Seriously. <laughs> right. I'd have been running a side business, doing something. So, uh, anyway, my mom said, what do we do now? I don't want to, I, I don't want to stay in this town. I got to get out of here. And I didn't want to put my mom into financial uh, debt with a financial, what, what do you call it? The loans? Sure. Sure. Uh, student loans. So I said, she goes, what about the military? I said, all right. So she, next thing I know, there was four recruiters at the house within a couple of weeks. Um, the Navy, Air Force, Marines, uh, Coast Guard. So you all came in to kind of interview with me. And, and I was interviewing them, you know, like it was, and I'll have no problem saying this, like the Marines, it was like, so wait a minute, Marines, you're trained to kill. You're the first in the fight. And the guy was like, oh yeah. Like thinking that was my, that was how to speak to me. Right. Right? Cause I'm a pretty big, I was pretty big then too. Sure. Um, like, I'm like, so you're the first in the fight first on the lines. You're trained to kill. He's like, yes, I'm, thank you for your time. This isn't going to work out. Cause I, I didn't want to be in harm's way. Mm -hmm. All right. Interesting. So, so I specifically was down to the air force or the Navy. But at 18, it, you know, 18 for me personally, yeah. I felt invincible, right? And yeah. but so, but you had the presence of mind to recognize, like, look, I am, I am going to do military, but there is a possibility that it may be injured, right? Yeah. I mean, that is that was going through your head. I'm the same way then as I am now. Okay, like I'm so extra. I can't even, <laughs> when I said I don't actually use this stuff, I'm being serious about that. I don't touch cars. I don't change oils, tires. Well, arm wrestling. No? I don't know. Cause there's a possible I could get injured. Oh yeah. yeah. But for yeah. those, yeah. but this is a podcast. So not everybody sees it. So just for those of you at yeah. home that are listening, yeah. like this, this guy looks like he just is yeah. in a bodybuilding contest this no, morning. I, before, yeah. Prior to, you know, I asked him if he potentially, when he gets angry, does he turn green? And he gave me a nod that it's possible. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, it looks like the Hulk. Yeah, it's yeah. possible. Yeah. But when you say extra, yeah, you're extra big. I mean, you yeah. look, you're yeah. physically yeah. imposing yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. 
like I, I like I sleep in zero gravity with a massage feature. And like, if wow. I'm not like, I'm, I can't go to hotels cause I can't sleep in a bed. Like that's not in zero gravity elevated. Yeah, sure. Um, I get manicures, pedicures every two weeks. I do the hair. Well, so that's, I got the eyebrows wax. That's definitely not that. Marine. Okay. Yeah, right, so, exactly. so let's, let's, let's just so circle I back. Cause I want to know your, I want to know your thought process here. <laughs> so no Marine. I mean, we, right? could, we could, we could start veering down his, I his know, routine. I Jeez. <laughs> oh, but we'll get there, but I want to, yeah. I really we'll want to, let's, we'll let's, get there. Let's yeah. re-engage. So, so, so no Marine, no yeah. on the Marine. Then what? Marine, then you Army came. was, Army pitched it. you. Why? Running? I, I Too mean, much they, running? They're the, they're the, all due respect to Army guys. Sure. I respect all military Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. But they're the, they're the real like kind of grunts on the front line that are yeah. kind of just like, you just go fight, go yeah. fight. I'm like, no. Okay. So you, okay. So and you get pick, dirty and you get dirty in the mud and dirt. Okay. So you pick Navy. What? So you pick Navy. So I pick Navy and they put me on a, I took the, which here's what's ironic is I took the test for the Navy and I almost aced it. It's called the ASVAB of how you qualify. So you first thing you do is you take the ASVAB. It's called is it an IQ test or what is it? Not really an IQ test. It's more of a, it's all realms of, you uh -huh. know, school, Oh, okay. math, science, whatever. Wow. It's one big encompassing. Cause when, however you test, they, they, then they know which jobs to offer you in the uh, military. Okay. That's how it works. Okay. And I scored like a 99 like my mom's like, how the hell? Because I was terrible in the SAT. I was terrible. Like, me, school was maybe seeds if I was lucky, right? And those were the classes where I actually got along with the teacher and got them to like me. Gentleman C, yeah, gentleman C. Right, yeah. exactly. So I took the ad, and and so I could pick any job I wanted in the middle. Like JD, you should. They were like, you should go to the uh, the nuclear po program. They wanted me to go to nuclear in the Navy, and nuclear is where. You, but, um, and when you get out, they say, Oh, when you get out, you can apply, you'll make 50 to $70,000 a year. And back then 50, to 70 grand was a lot of money, right? Sounds in the, in then, the yeah. late eighties, early nineties. So anyway, uh, aced it. And so, but then I found out you have to, uh, sign up for six years instead of four. So this is uh, a four year commitment. They said, you've got to do two years, right? But then yeah. you, you have an automatic advancement out of boot camp. You go to a uh, first class petty officer, no, sorry, third class petty officer right out of boot camp. And that's a big pay jump, right? But you got to apply for it. And I said, six years, so two more. I'm like, sorry, it's not going to work. So I went with, as an operations specialist, so I worked with radar. Okay. Aircraft carrier, long story short, we were supposed to be stationed in Pensacola, Florida. We were on the way there, 18 years old. We were sailing on uh, and no, on the way to Norfolk because Norfolk is the stopover. We were in Philadelphia. We started in Philadelphia. I could do a whole podcast on Philadelphia, by the way. Yeah, sure. My life in Philly. Mm. Yeah. Got jumped like twice on the streets. Sounds like Philly. Yeah, lived in a row house with you. You look around down on the ground outside of our row house. There's needles everywhere because people they're doing. Uh, so uh, San Francisco. Yeah, that sounds like where I live. Actually, <laughs> really, really. Oh, it's, oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's. But let's it's talk. Let's talk about that. So yeah, you're 18. You're what 20 when you're living in Philadelphia? No, I was, I was 18. Oh, 18 years old. Yeah. Okay, right so, out of boot camp. Okay, so but and then are you are you deploying? Are you on a so ship no, at all? No, we were in a dry dock. So we, okay. we got the ship in dry dock aircraft carrier. So we took it out okay. of dry dock, the Kitty Hawk, and then and went down to uh, Norfolk, supposed to be stationed in Pensacola, Florida. But on the way there, they literally changed our home port on the way there. And at this point, I think I might have been nineteen okay. to San Diego. And I'm talking about the higher ups in the ship, the the chiefs and the and the, and the captains and everything, or, or the lieutenants, whatever. They had already moved their families to. Oh wow! That's how close it was to the end of being moved, and they just changed the home port now, to San Diego. Just just quick question. So I, I like where this is going, but yeah. you're, let's come back to your disdain for authority, because from what I understand, <laughs> I've never I've never I've never joined the Navy. Yeah. But I would assume it's it's pretty regimented. Like it, it, there's a lot of things that you're told what to do, and yeah. you don't really like that, right? So how did you respond to that? It's a very good question, man. 
and, and, and you picked up on that. That's because <laughs> ha- that's ironic that I, but uh, yeah. so it's disdain for authority, but something else my mom um, instilled on me very early was whatever you commit to do it to your best capability, do your best. Mm. If you commit, you see it through. Mm. Yes. So we took that to the military said, okay, if you're going to do this, do it right. So she's kind of talking you through this. Like at this yeah. point, if you're going to do this, you're going to commit to this, then here's what we need from you. You know, she just said, do your best. Okay. Yeah. Because listen, I was, I was supposed to be in college one month later. I was being carted off to boot camp or to a, a physical to go to boot camp yeah. away from my family, my, away from my mother. First, first time within one month, mother. not knowing I was going in the military at all. There was mm-hmm. never military in my town. We were in a kind of a uppity town in Jersey where the Cherry Hill or where is it? No, it was uh, called Basking Ridge. Okay. Okay. Basking Ridge, New Jersey. Maybe five people have heard of that. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't. So nobody, nobody (laughs) went to the military. It was like almost like frowned upon. Like, oh, you went to the military. <laughs> you know, I heard yeah. heard the heart went to military because oh, <laughs> everybody else went. To, their parents could pay for college, and you know, sure. it was a, the thing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, she said, "Whatever you do, do your best." So when I went in the military, I committed. I committed to doing it and doing my best, and, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So going back to where I am now, I would attribute the best thing that happened to me was the military. In the in boot camp number one was where my my light went off in boot camp where I thought. I, I, I think every person in our country should start uh, out of high school, go to boot camp prior to going to college, prior eighth to doing anything. Put them in eighth grade. What was, it? was it the I'm physicality? What, what, was, what was it? It's the discipline, the, the, uh, the discipline, the attention to detail was what I really got out of it. Give, every, give us some examples. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you couldn't just fold your clothes and put it in your thing. You, the clothes had to be perfect because nothing would fit unless it was folded properly. That would kill me. That's <laughs> uh, hard. Seriously, it was unbelievable. The the bed would have to be folded. To ho- you heard of hospital corners? They yeah, call it yeah hospital corners. So and then you had to learn how to interact with another guy that you had never met before. So that in itself, of you know, because I always say the quality of our lives is dependent upon the way we interact with other individuals. That's a fact. I love that. If you interact well with other individuals, you're going to have a great quality of life. If you don't, you're not. Period. It's that simple. It's funny, though. They don't teach that, right? They, they don't, don't. They don't teach how to engage There's with no people. There's no schools. No, there isn't. No. no. And, and it's getting worse in our in, in the era of- You, you are know. getting worse. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Keep, keep, keep going. Let's-, let's yeah, right. Sorry. Keep so we're, we're talking about the discipline of, yeah, the, of dis- the, the- Discipline. And, and how that translates into like your, your later life, your afterlife of post- Military. Yeah, so, yeah. so, uh, that was boot camp. Then I went to my first, first, but a school, which was in, uh, in, in damn neck, Virginia. So Virginia beach, that's a whole nother podcast is Virginia beach alone. Cause I was 19, had a fake ID mm. was going to the bars, but that's, uh, but th- then, then we went into barracks. But my point is that the military gave me structure. D- discipline was number one. Sure. I was, they were beating me down and I was bigger in boot camp too. So of course they picked on me constantly would making me do push-ups. but then I became, they made me a leader in boot camp. So in boot camp, the way it works is they, they give leadership roles out within the first week. So they see who the leaders are in the camp, right? Boot camp. I think we have 55 guys, 60 guys. So they would pick out the leaders and say, okay, this person's going to be this leader, this leader. So I became, they made me a section leader. I was 18 years old in boot camp, and I became a section leader. So each section had about 10 guys, six section leaders, 10 guys, right? So now I got 10 guys I'm in charge of, wow. right? And all of them were older than me. Some guys were in their 30s, some guys in their 20s, late 20s. And uh, and just because of a little bit because of my physical stature, they made me a leader right off the bat. Sure. So that in itself I took. So, so let me ask you a question. We got to jump in yeah. right on this because this yeah. is such a topic that we go through on, on almost everyone that we've had on the podcast. And I'm, we're both super curious on your opinion, leadership learned or yeah. leadership born. Uh, 
That's a tough one, man. No, I, mean, I know, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going at it because I I've need been an asked answer. A million times this question. I know. Um, I believe some people have it in them; they're born with it. But I I'm my my belief system is we're everything's programmed for us. Programming is everything. And programming begins very early Sure, from the time you're a child and the pro programming begins of the dynamic in your home, your parents or your parent. And how were they? Were they leaders? Were they strong? Because eventually, subconsciously, you become who you hang around. Mm -hmm. So I believe, yes, we're born with it. But I think it also has to be cultivated over time. So I also think leaders can be made. Right. So I think the answer is both. Yeah. I really do. I don't think there's Probably. one definitive answer there. I do too. That And we've gone back and forth with a lot yeah. of different guests. And mo most people have a pretty pretty strong opinion they do. on the matter. They do. Yeah. Do you? I don't think I've ever asked you. Have you I, I, I lean towards I lean towards both, to be yeah. honest. I really do. Uh, I think there's a, it's almost a nature, you're, you're going back yeah. to child psychology, quite frankly, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Nature, yeah. nurture component. Right. I, I think there's both. I think that there are uh, certain, uh, there's DNA. There's I think there's leadership DNA. I think that does exist. But at the same time, I think you can learn. I, yeah. I think you can learn to lead. I really do. So I think I it's a too. blend. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. And, and I remember like as a kid, I was really shy. But then my, I finally got confidence. And number one thing in our life, and, and when you're leading or when you're running anything, a business is confidence. Or when you're interacting with a client, what's the number one thing they buy? Not your product, not your service. It's you, you. your confidence. Yeah. You and your confidence. That's yeah. so often missed. It's so often missed. Confidence. Well, we've talked about confidence. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious. We're kind of jumping around a little yeah. bit. On, yeah. but, and we'll kind of ask some questions throughout the story. But yeah. confidence, I think one of the things that confident people do, it's not that they don't have bad things happen to them. It's how they recover Correct. from bad things yeah. that do happen. So it's how, how they bounce, right? Yeah. And I think it's also a level of, how confident you are just in a natural state yep. and you're not faking it. You're actually truly believe in yourself and, and what you're doing. So t tell me a little bit about how you treat confidence for yourself. So what, are you aware of it? Are you working on it? Are you get, give us some ideas on things that you do to better yourself in that regard? Well, confidence comes from being prepared. Like when you know what you're doing or know what you're, let's say, and I'll use my business as a, as, as an example with, I'm a, you know, I'm known as the sleep whisperer. Um, and so people now, when they come to me, they obviously they see all the reviews online saying, Hey, this is the guy to go to. So that helps. But when they come to me, I talk to them in a way like you can't argue with it because I'm so confident because I know so much about the physical, the human body and the way that a sleeping surface will work on your body. Like physiologically, uh, circulation, oxygen intake. I start going through all this stuff. So confidence comes with pre preparation, I believe. Yeah, that's you know so saying? true. You have to be prepared. And, if, and when, yeah. you're, when it's coming out of your mouth. I agree. Let, let's talk yeah. though a little bit about, just stepping back, a yeah. little about the narrative of the evolution of the sleep whisperer, because yeah. I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. But you didn't you didn't start there. You no. started in the Navy, and then you you had a different job, and you were yeah. in sales, right? Yeah. Where, where did this evolution occur? How did explain to me the process. Cause now you're here now you're confident. You have a great business. How did you get from A to B to Z? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's a lot easier asked than answered. Cause it, when I first got out of the military, which was 93, the day I got out, I started bouncing at the bars in Pacific beach. Oh, that sounds so fun. Was, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. So I started bouncing yeah. there and then uh, put myself through community college at Mesa college uh, over here, which was, I cheated my whole way through. I remember I, I'm a terrible student. I literally cheated all the way. You delegated. You delegated. Delegated. Yeah. yeah. Masterminded. Yeah. Masterminded. That's just being a CEO. But yeah. go ahead. He does that all the time. Yeah. So then I, um, went, then I was an x-ray technologist. My other, one of my other prior license. A techno like a radiologist yeah. versus a technologist? Radi radiologic technologist. So wow. you have radiologist, which is a doctor. 
right? Mesa College had a program where you become an x-ray technologist. So I would take x-rays of people. So you, did you analyze the bone and, and give that report to a physician to read? I would, I would take the actual radiograph of the whatever's on right. the person, the bone, the chest x-ray, sure. and then I would give that to a radiologist to actually ah, read. Got it. Could I read them myself? Yeah, because I saw thousands yeah. of them. You started getting good at it. Yeah, yeah. I could see if there was a broken bone. When, okay, so let's talk about it. Like right now in the, in your life at that stage, whether yeah. it's bouncing or, or, or school, are you paying any attention to mattresses or sleep? Yeah. No, God yeah. no. Like, Nothing, like zero. Zero. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I was, yeah. Then I was running nightclubs. Then I was a VIP host. I was running, you know, I'd, then we'd start partying at 2 a.m. till 6 a.m. We ran, I'd, I ran a, uh, you know, go down the list. Here. Did you enjoy it? I had a I mean, blackjack I, table. We had random. Hold numbers. on, sir. Let, we're getting to the good stuff. Yeah, stop I, interrupting. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm okay, so fascinated. we're running a blackjack table. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I like uh, mattresses. I'm sure we'll get to it. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're running from your, I talked, that's fascinating. Two to 2 a.m. Yeah. to yeah. 6 a.m. You're yeah. running a blackjack table. Yeah. And by the way, statute of limitations is expired. Yeah, you're so fine. We, I know. Yeah, you're fine. That's why I'm saying I thought about it probably like, I wonder if that'll come. No, no, that's okay. No, 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 no. that's okay. We, we interview a lot of criminals. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's okay. Tell me about that. Oh man. Well, gosh, what you can tell me about that. It was, um, is it like a garage door? No, we we do. We had a whole, you know, a whole thing we had a a automatic shuffler, six deck shoe pit boss. I had a dealer. My dealer was phenomenal because he never lost. And and I'm not going to say his name, um, but he was, he's Chaldean. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, you know, the Chaldeans yeah. in San Diego, yeah, my whole yeah. network they of, of, they don't every, mess around. Yeah. My whole network is Chaldean, my wow. attorneys, my CPA, my car broker, all Chaldean. And, and, and also my, my blackjack dealer was Chaldean as well. <laughs> okay. Jeez. So anyway, how, uh, how did that idea come about? Uh, we were hustling, man. We, yeah. did, we did everything. And you were in that, and you were in the scene. And so was it all yeah. people that you were, because well, we you were in the relationship business long before you got yeah. into mattresses, yeah. Yeah, right? For sure. So, okay. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're hosting at nightclubs, 2 yep. a.m. Yep. The nightclubs yep. close. So yep. people need something to do. Correct. And so that you're just transitioning them over to a blackjack room. That's right. Okay. Adam, so you're Adam, an entrepreneur before you even knew ab- it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we were, uh, you know, we were gamblers. We loved gambling on football, baseball, anything. So we were ga- heavy gamblers back then in the, in the nineties, me and my crew. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, we were strip clubs. The whole and so, so basically yeah. you understood as a gambler that you can't win. So you're like, I might as well be on <laughs> the other side. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So we started, let's go to the other side and we started booking our friends bets for okay. football and everything. So we did that as well. Okay. And then we, then we started the blackjack table because we just started doing a little small, but then it got really big where we'd have 10 people waiting for us when we got home on the table, <laughs> ready to go. And we had the shoe. We had the, the, I mean, and my dealer was. So, okay. So are you, are you uh, security watching for anybody well, we counting had a, or? We had, yeah. We had a, no, it was, yeah. We had somebody behind like the pit boss. That oh, you did. Okay. Watch everybody. And yeah. then we had a guy at the front door because the cops came every time. Like literally every time the cops came every, cause we were 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. We're an apartment complex. Based on noise though, not the activity. You're correct. Yeah. They had no idea that we had a blackjack game going up top. <laughs> so my, my security guard, which was the bouncer at the bar in, San, in Pacific beach, which we knew all the cops because, uh, uh yeah. because there's fights every night. So the cops would always come and they always, we were, we were their friends. So they'd come and see Carlos at the front door. Oh, Carlos. Well, yeah. All right. Listen, we are having a couple people over. got a little out of hand. We'll get them out. We put the, then we close the windows and say, don't, sorry, man, we'll get them out. We just, so many, we didn't plan this many people coming over. Meanwhile, my guys all right, hit me, hit me. Like they're actually still dealing while the cops at the front door. Yeah. You only got four hours, right? We got to, we got to turn over here. We got to turn over. I, I got a McDonald's to pay for at 6am and go to sting. That's how the, that's how the shoe became a shoe. You know, that's yeah. how the shoe, that's how they started. Uh, instead of, um, uh, 
what are you doing with the cards? Yeah. Are you, you're not gonna you're not gonna do that. You gotcha. need it to automatically happen so you don't lose any time. Yeah. Vegas isn't dumb. Yeah, we <laughs> no, gotta, they're not. We got to turn it over, man. You got that's right. And we got to make sure one nobody or two, shuffles one or anymore. Two, no. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. automated. Okay, so you're so you're running that. So you're kinda, running so you're, that. So you're you're doing pretty well. I mean, you got a lot of stuff going you're on. Yeah. So okay, yeah. and and so give us for 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 an idea of how old you are at the time. Uh, this is mid twenties. And then yeah. do you go into mattresses after that? So I went to X Ray Technology at twenty eight. I started the program. Okay, graduated at age 30, um, started doing personal, but this is where everything changed for me. So, cause you know that there's an age at 28, do you know this, that there's a thing like, do you guys know it's like a mercury thing or retro? I don't even know what it's called, but it's at 28. It's either you go to this level where, um, it's a life changing thing in a good way or in a bad way. It's a thing. One of the girls on my podcast went into this in, in detail about at 28, it's the number. You're talking about, it's like a milestone. Yes. It's a specific 28 milestone. 28 years old is, yeah. a, is a number between 28 and 30 is where either you get a clue and step up and have convergence and go to your next level or you digress and it's a mess. Huh. That's weird. I got married at 28. Yeah. That, it's really yeah. weird. What would you call that digression? Or? No, I think, I mean, it was a, the next step in my life. Just, yeah. I mean, in, ended in it's divorce, but it, yeah, it was still, it was the right move for me at the time. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, But it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I think 28 is kind of that where you're, you're into your career long enough. Cool. You're into your adulthood long enough. Yeah. You have enough like perspective. You should have enough even, perspective. Even from an athlete's perspective. Is it, okay. So is it any different for a male or a female? I feel like a. No. 28. Really? It's the number. It feels like a woman 28 is a little more mature than a man 28. I think but, so. Uh, a but woman it, is always more mature than a man. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a real glimpse into his life. <laughs> 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 All right. So, okay. So 28, so you have, so 28, what happened to you? Like, tell us your, your, did you go up? Did you go down? Did you, was there no, some? I, I went up. I, I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah. That was what did it for me. I read Rich Dad Porta, which ironically, my freaking dad gave it to me. Wow. The guy was just not up. He just sent it to me. He goes, I really want you to read this book. I'm like, and, and thank God it's an easy read. Are you, are you at that time still talking to your dad? Does he have an influence in Rarely, your life? No, not at all. And does he now? No, he's, he's gone now. He's oh, he's, dead now. Oh, yeah, okay. He died uh, six, five, six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Sorry about that. Never. No, nah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately just never had a relationship. Unfortunately for him, frankly. Yeah. Cause he missed out on a killer life. I mean, with yeah. me and my family, my kids, like and he never even saw my kids. Wow. Never. So he, so he did want the one thing he did do well was send you a book just randomly. Rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. And that was it. Okay. That's so you that. read that at 28, right? About 28 went to x-ray technology, um, and then went to network marketing. So network marketing was the business that changed everything for me. And what, and all the, uh, success principles and the way I conduct my business is from network marketing. To T this day. Tell us some about those things. So network marketing, you know, they teach you immediately, um, you know, all the principles of the, this is where I learned that uh, the quality of our lives is dependent upon the way we interact with other individuals. Right. That was the number one premise. Number two, people buy from people they like and people like people like themselves. So all the sales, I don't even like calling them techniques because it sounds cheap, uh, you know, like, like sure. it's bad, sure. but to, you know, get someone to buy you or your product, your service, you have to get people to like you. And that's where I learned that was network. So is marketing. this like, is this like neurolinguistics mirroring, uh, matching and mirroring, correct. All that stuff, matching, mirroring people, like people like building bridges, finding things in common. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's what, you know, people aren't going to remember the product. When people come into my store, yeah, the mattresses are phenomenal, but they're more going to remember me most likely. And, and do you actively mirror? Do you consciously go, okay, I'm going to mirror uh, uh, or do. is it natural? Yeah. It's natural. Uh, but sometimes I have to consciously do it. 
Wow. You know, because when you're talking to somebody like our stance right now, you know, me, me and Casey right here, I've got my arms out. I've yeah. got my legs. We're almost identical right now. Yeah. yeah so I'll yeah. do it sometimes automatically. It just comes to me. Yeah. Cause and you've so, been doing it and you've been practicing. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the discipline of practice and confidence yeah, and yeah, some yeah, of like that it's, stuff. It's, so it, it creates forced habit in a way, which is good. Yeah. I, I don't think that's bad. It's subconscious. So yeah. Yeah. subconsciously yeah. this person's like, man, this person's just like me. And it, the bottom line is if you talk to people and ask questions and genuinely you're interested about them, which I yes. am, yes. then it's done, you know, because people like talking about themselves. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. why this is odd for me to tell my story because normally I'm interviewing my guests yeah. for hours about their story and I always get it back on them. So yeah. this to me is this is my first time ever on the other side of the mic. So it's weird for me to share my cool. story. And, like and for those that don't know, you do have a podcast. Yeah. We, we haven't really talked about your your successes, right? We've yeah. kind of gone yeah. through the backstory. That's why you said, dude, how far back you yeah, no, I, yeah, No, no, but I it's good. It's I think great. it's fascinating because really that's the foundation. That's the core. And I think a lot so of important. Yeah. yeah, I think it's important. And then so you you have all of these successes and one of them being the mattress store. And I think it's a really cool story. And I want to, I want to jump in how you yeah. transitioned during COVID. Yeah. And then also, uh, you know, talking about the podcast. So you do have a podcast and yep. when you're talking about, this is the first time on the other side. So you, you this is your first time being interviewed. So you're talking ever. a lot about, Oh, okay. Ever. Interesting. Awesome. Ever. Awesome. How exciting. In my, in my entire and Which life. is interesting because you're, you're a, so you not only do mattresses, not only have a podcast, but you're kind of a social media yeah. guy that is kind of living your life right. on a platform. Right. Correct. Is it, yeah. is it all, and I'm jumping around, but is it all Instagram or do, is it all platforms or how, how did, how did that come about? And when did that come about? Were you early to the game in, in social media? I, I don't, I wouldn't say so. My wife, I call my wife the trailblazer on everything. Cause my wife um, was the first on Facebook and Facebook I thought was ridiculous. This was like, Oh, nine, 10. Right. I'm like, what is this? Come on. That's ridiculous. So then she was the first one to get onto Instagram. So she's always the first one to get on a platform and then I'll find I'm like, I don't need a two. I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't need to. But now I'm like, I post every single thing of my life on Instagram. So mostly for me, it's Instagram, okay. the stories, because the stories are easy. So we, it's gone to a thing where, you know, because we all have a brand. And and one thing that our brand that my wife and I, we've been together for 21 years, and we're jumping ahead. Um, and how I met her was crazy. So uh, 21 years. And we, we have this brand of a family of harmonious loving, affection, um, passion, drive, ambition, go down the list. So we like to project that brand to the, to the universe and to everybody that wants to watch the, Hey, this is possible. Yeah. So we're just, we, that's our mentality is the, our family brand is what we're putting out there. So other people can see that, okay, this is, this is, this is possible for a family. Yeah. Cause let's be frank. These, this day and age, this, the world is screwed up pretty bad. Right. Yes. Um, families are messed up. Uh, there's very few families that are harmonious. Most, most marriages are, uh, glorified roommates, uh, at best. Do you I, think part of it too, is people focus on the negative so much absolutely. that in a relationship, yeah. you're so worried or concerned about what someone doesn't have or what your relationship is lacking. People aren't promoting it. It's very rare. You see couples or families promoted on social media, right? A lot of it is the single life and yeah. like certain things well, and pictures and you know, every, well, you're, you're promoting a life that you either think you have or you want to have, but people are very rarely saying, look, I'm in a happy, you know, faithful marriage with kids that I'm trying to raise and bring up in, in, in a certain light. And, and I think that that isn't told very often. Yeah. I, so. I just, this topic right here, bro, is like, it's one that gets me like, I can go on forever about this topic alone is because society, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's sad. It, it, it saddens me to think at where we're at. Everybody is not, nobody's present anymore. Everybody's faces are in their devices. You know, as much as I'm promoting it out scrolling there, culture, we call scrolling it scrolling culture, dude, everybody, nobody's present anymore. Nobody's connecting anymore. Let's be the, 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 we need to connect. 
You know, humans are meant to connect and look at what just happened for two years. We were disconnected. We were masked up, told to stay home. So I can go down that forever just on how bad this is. So, you know, mentally to everybody that's involved. Yeah. I don't even think we've seen some of the repercussions. No, no, right? no, no you're seeing no, it now with all the, ma- the mass shootings that are happening. That's not a coincidence. That's not an accident that all of a sudden there's more right it's now. Dissociation. Happening than ever right now. So anyway, we'll go back to uh, uh, network marketing. So network yeah. marketing um, learned all of my principles of what how I run my business now from network marketing. And I was doing that while I was an x-ray technologist. Then I became a sales trainer and a personal development trainer, public speaker for mm. about two years with network marketing. So I became one of the trainers. So I was speaking in front of, you know, thousands of people on a weekly basis while I was doing x-ray technology. Did you have any, ever have any fear on stage or anything like that? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's normal. You get nervous before you go up on stage, and, but and, it was- and what, did you what defeat you, that? What are you talking about? As that's a good question, but yep. what are you talking about when, when you're, when you're speaking, yeah, are you sure. training? You're the, you're actually training. Yeah, Is that tr- what you're doing? Yeah. The stuff that I was just telling you, success principles, we think what you think. And, and then how to, you know, I've always been a very good connector. So a networker. So, yeah. you know, in network marketing, network marketing, obviously the way you build your business is by uh, attracting, connecting with people and networking. Okay. So I was the best at it out of the whole group. So, I, cause I met people like this really quickly would find connections and but get then, them. But then you fell asleep. On yeah. like, how does that work? Well, well, but, <laughs> but, but I do want to know, I think this is important because I think networking, especially now where we, if you've had two years, we talk about practice and yeah. discipline. Yeah. People haven't had any practice or discipline at networking or building relationships. Like, you know, you go out and you try to meet somebody and you're kind of stumbling over your words. I remember when, when everything opened back up, I would yeah. go out in public and I'm like, I haven't talked to it like they're, random they're people in a, even to go out. I haven't talked to random people in a long time. So you're like, yes. how, what are some things from a networking perspective mm-hmm. or, or just building those relationships of people you don't know that, that you do that are successful or that you've trained others to do. The bottom line is you have to have self, you have to have self-worth first. You're not going to meet or connect with many people unless you think highly of yourself. I'll start, I'll start there. Self-esteem. Okay. Because most people don't have self-esteem. Most people are so insecure with themselves. They're so worried about what people are thinking about them. They're so driven. And I I always say this, most people live through the eyes of their peers, like how they think they should be acting. That's most. The percentage is very high. 97%, I think, is the percentage of how many people actually live through the eyes of their peers, not even living their true self of who they actually are. Mm. Because they have low self-esteem of what they're supposed to do, the, the ego, the ego. I can go on that forever. The ego is what drives everybody when our true self is who, who are we actually? And do I have, do I have self-esteem that I have confidence in who I am as a person to bring value to others? Cause if you think, if you genuinely know, like I know for a fact, I can bring value to every person that I meet you and I met, I knew right away, you've got value for me for sure. I'm excited about that. Cause you're at this level that's way higher than where I'm at. And I'm going to feed off that and jump on your, in your draft and really kind of like, I'm fired up about that. That's awesome. But I know I'm going to bring back to you is this, I'm on your podcast. I'm going to fire away some stuff that I've got in my mind or whatever. And also my branding aspect of how I brand all my, bring all my brands together in one shot, which is what you said you're, is, is what you're doing. Right. right. Well, trying to do, yeah. Trying to do. Yeah. So I've done that and I'm doing it pretty well. So I know I can bring that value to you. Yeah. I already know that. I know well, that. the other thing too, I, I'm a big energy guy, right? Yeah, like yeah, your energy yeah, is yeah, kind of yeah. contagious, right? That, so what you walk around, there's a wake in that, that you're just basically bringing other people around you that are saying, Hey, you got to get on board, yeah. you know? So I, I, I like that. I, I try to bring that into my industry, my business. Yep. Yep. Cause I think, you know, mattresses, probably not a lot of people with a lot of energy selling right. mattresses, escrow, kind of the same thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. these are, these are not sexy industries. <laughs> I think we talked about we this did. the last time we, we were like, yeah, we're trying to make escrow sexy. It's like, you're trying to make uh, mattresses sexy yeah. and, you, and you've actually done that. Right. Yeah. Right. With, uh, yeah. with some of the things that you've done. Okay. So, so I don't want to interrupt. So, so it's so passion. Passion is very attractive. 
when people live with passion, when people are passionate, excited, positive all the time, that's attractive, right? So to, to connect with other people, you have to have self-esteem that you can bring value to because that's what you want to think is every person that you bring is, it's not with them to call with them. What's in it for me. Everybody thinks what's in it for me, right? right. That's the first thing with everybody. I'm not going to do anything unless there's something in it for me. You can't think that way. If you truly want to tr have a true connection with another human being, you have to be thinking, how do I bring value to Absolutely. this person? Absolutely. That's it. Yep. And then with every interaction of every person that you meet, you have to ask them questions. Hey, what's going on? Genuinely find out who they are. I think, I think that's a good word though. Genuinely, right? Yes, Cause yeah. it can come across as very disingenuous. Correct. If you're just asking to ask you're check marking a box of like, Hey, I asked two questions. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if you can teach that is, is what I'm saying here. Like I'm genuinely curious with every person that I meet and I ask a million questions when I meet somebody, how'd you get here? What'd you do? Wow. Would we, where were you there? But I mean, but I'm, I'm fascinated. And yeah. next thing I know, I've got a connection. Hey, let's like, well, that's, I, that's implicit engagement. Yeah. That's implicit engagement. And, and listen, this day and age, we're being programmed to not do this. Absolutely. So yeah. what, what do we do here? Where's the society society going to go eventually when we're being programmed to not connect? Well, I think there's, there's a craving going on right now with it though. And so I yeah. think it's going to come back and ho hopefully we'll see this, you know, we, there's gotta be a recovery, right? Like I'm a big solutions person. We could talk about problems all day yeah, long. Yeah. There's a ton of them in the world and a lot of people just focus on those. But I, I think doing stuff like this, going out and doing like actual experiences are really super important for people yeah. right now. And they're yeah. craving it. So you've, you've done some training. I'm now, Mattresses. Yeah. So, I told you, bro, if you're going to, if we're going to go back, I can, I'll no, go for great, two hours. Just I'm just that. glad that we're here now. Cause this is what I really want to hear about. Yeah. Okay. You're a mattress whisperer. So sleep whisperer. Oh, let's sorry. Get, let's get it straight. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry. There's, a, there's some ancillary yeah, yeah, product yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. you can cross sell. Yeah. That might be a, I was the mattress whisperer for a while. Oh really? But I you rebranded. No, no. Cause yeah, you got your total addressable market. Everyone sleeps. Yeah. But not everyone sleeps on a mattress. That's correct. Yeah, and there's a lot more encompassing. Smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sleep isn't just about the mattress. So you've got all the ancillary right. stuff. Like yeah, the, you got to spin off. Things, yeah, you yeah. got to have a pillow because a pillow it provides a third of your pillows spine are alignment so support. very hard for me to find. Yeah. I cannot find a good. Uh, I know a guy. Do you really? Yeah, yeah he's I right here. Too. Does he whisper? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it depends oh, so on how long we're on this digress. podcast. I, okay, so I give me the evolution here. So. So x-ray technology, uh, network marketing, I was doing the same time right. and then network marketing. I met a guy who was doing uh, on another team who I heard, I, he, he always paid cash for the next uh, seminar, like in front of everybody he made a scene about it. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Literally stand up in the middle of the seminar. They say, hey, we're going to offer a discount on the next seminar. He'd stand up right there. If you, if you, if you register today and he'd stand up in the middle of the crowd and walk up and, and reach in his pocket and, and peel off about three, 400 in cash. And back then that was a lot like a ridiculous amount of sure. money to me. I was paying everything with credit cards. I had no extra money. So, um, I found out, I was like, what, what is it with this guy? What does he do? And they said, Oh, he owns furniture and mattress stores. So I was like, really? So I went up to his name is Bryce, Bryce ball. There's your, there's your shout, bro. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, and I said, dude, what's up with that? He goes, well, I, I start guys in storage units all over the country. So if you want to start up, I can actually start you in a storage unit with an, uh, add in the penny saver. Um, and you'll yeah. be under my license. Penny saver. Yeah. Talk about a hustle. Well, okay. But what are you selling in the store? Mattresses, mattresses yes. in the storage unit. Yes. Genius. It's unbelievable, bro. You have no idea. This is the most insane story you I'm could intrigued. ever know. I'm, I'm so yeah. So, so uh, I'm like, in, but I had, I had just gotten my license in x-ray technology. So here it, it took two years. I felt like a doctor. That's how much I was studying for this damn thing, yeah. which is ironic. I finished number two in my class in x-ray technology. Couldn't even pass anything in high school, but that's another story. So anyway, um, um, so at six months later, I said that, you know what, bro, I'm ready. He goes, well, I only have, and I lived up in uh, Kearney Mesa. 
He said, well, I only have uh, Chula Vista available. For, I'm like, I'll take it. I didn't care where it was. Right. Chula Vista. So I had to go. I, he goes, all right, next, next week, this was on the weekend. He said, Monday, go down and find a storage unit. I'm like, okay. I've never even been to a storage unit, bro, at this point. I'm like, okay, well, what size? He goes, you need a 10 by 30. Okay, so 10 by 30. Okay, cool. So I went to, I had a Cadillac, like the Cadillac SK, um, uh, STS green Cadillac STS, dude, nice, with nice. chrome wheels. <laughs> Another story. I'm sure. Unbelievable. My wife met me. She's like, what in the hell is this guy? She loved it. <laughs> So that's another story again. So anyway, uh, we go, I go down. So I drive down to main street in Chula Vista. I'm drive up and down main street and I see public storage. And so I drive, I go and it's like the first, cause I project everything. My mom taught me the, uh, everything was faith, have faith, have faith, have faith. So I always know that things are going to work out for you and they always will. Okay, perfect. So I knew that. And so the first place I went to had 10 by thirties and the girl, I hit it off with her at the front desk. She was fantastic. Uh, I think it was Esmeralda. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Right. So, and, uh, and so, Hey, and you know, and I wasn't, I didn't say, Hey, I'm coming in to sell mattresses out of your storage. You know, cause right. that was actually not right. legal. You, you can't do that. You're mm. not supposed to. Right. Well, yeah, and they, you went they, in they right. Not with be the, zoned. They may not, yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. like, I need two 10 by thirties. <laughs> so, okay. And then they had this deal going on where you, you, the first month two was a one? dollar. <laughs> oh. And the first month was a dollar and then, then you'd pay the, whatever if you sign up for three months or something. And I can't remember, I think I maybe started with one at the gate, but, okay. and, uh, and just told her I'm storing, no, I'm just going to be storing mat. I think I'm going to be storing mattresses or something. So he said, don't tell her that you're going to be selling, you know, conducting business out of the storage unit. Okay. Me only like, Oh God, here we go. <laughs> so I get 10 by 30, call him up. I'm like, we're good. Okay. Cause cool. I'll run the ad. I'll bring some stock down uh, next week. Wow. This is literally like this. So he came down on a Tuesday when the ads hit in the penny said, do you remember the penny? Do you remember I the do. penny? Yeah, it's absolutely. A, it's a free publication, yeah. some cheapo crap publication that people look in the back for cheap stuff. That's what it was. I didn't so know you, people you, actually Ra looked at that. Do you even know? Ra Rachel doesn't even know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Penny yeah. savers. I get tiny little things. No, I remember that. Crapola. So anyway. Crapola. <laughs> so Tuesday comes and we, and Monday, I can't remember the timeline, but we, let, long story short, we set up a little makeshift showroom in the 10 by 30 storage unit. Three beds with, uh, and I also had furniture in a catalog. So they were on it like a, a sleigh beds back then. We had sleigh beds. Yeah. That's when they were popular. So three sleigh beds, three <laughs> matches, and then a cheap piece of shit on the wall against leaned up against the wall. And it was the, it was a, I didn't know these techniques back then. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just coming off passion. So I didn't realize I was doing bait and switch right off the bat. So the one in the ad was like a $125 queen mattress. It was against the wall. It was a piece of foam with like a sewn in thing that was supposed to be a pillow top. Uh. It was awful. That's my ad, right? 125 pillow top. <laughs> no idea. So then, so, so now, you know, in storage units, you have a gate that you have to buzz people. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't just come into a storage unit. So now I'm booking, I'm call, they're calling me my yeah, cell what's, phone. What's the turnover? What's the volume? I mean, did you have a line out the gate? No, or, no, 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 no. Okay. You book appointments, which oh. is ironic because I pivoted the whole business model pretty much back to how I started right. with private appointments. So I was booking appointments. Makes sense. They'd come up, I'd have to run up and I had a, I'd drive up in the car to buzz them in the gate and they'd come back to the storage unit and I'd have a catalog there. I had a little radio there, like little, little showroom going little, on. Little vibe. So, so they're coming in thinking they're getting a 125 mattress, but correct. that one's against the wall. And then and you, you have three, yes, you have the and good, and medium, and best. 525 mattress, correct. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, and I was selling furniture out. Oh, you have furniture too? Yeah, yeah. And then we're purchasing and I call and do. So my buddy came down, Bryce, one day taught me how to price out of the catalog, yeah. taught me how margins work. He had me working on a ridiculously low margin. I had no idea what that meant. Um, just to gain, just to get business and steal it from other people that were in the, in the pennies because other guys were doing this in the penny saver. Yeah, you had, had competition actually, within the penny. Yeah. 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 Other well, guys it means were, you have a market. Means you have a market, right? right. Yeah. So that's how it all started, right there. And uh, and I would do X-ray technology up from uh, nine thirty at night till seven in the morning, and then seven in the morning I'd go in my scrubs from Kaiser Permanente in uh, Mission Valley, and drive down to Chula Vista in my scrubs, and then sell mattresses for the rest of the day. So I wasn't sleeping much at all. I, I was back then. I was the really, irony as a sleep whisperer. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I was selling sleep, but not sleeping. It was awful. And I was out of shape. That's a whole nother. So then, so getting into your own, you saw, you saw, you started to understand what margin was. Yeah. So then, point. so then I started expanding. I got another 10 by 10. I, I need to have stock on hand because I didn't have stock on hand. They were having to wait for their product. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm like, I need to have stock on hand. He's like, all right. Cause that is one thing when you buy a mattress, you want it you like want it right now. now, right? Yeah. yeah especially yeah, you're a excited. Excited. Yeah, especially a cheapo. And, 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 and that, so then he's like, you need to get a guy to do deliveries. So this guy that worked as a medical assistant at the hospital, um, Jorge, I'll never forget him. He's the nicest guy ever. His family was amazing. So he had a pickup truck. I said, Hey, you want to do deliveries for me on the side? So he would come down from the hospital and do my deliveries in his pickup truck. Um, and earning, you know, he was loving it. So anyway, then I got another 10 by 30. Then I got another one at the, within three months, I had four 10 by thirties and I was selling more to the storage unit. Are you still having one showroom and then everything yeah, else is inventory? Correct. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I had, I had a, the other showroom I started showing dining sets. So I kind of had two showrooms. Okay. okay. Because dining you sets increased were, your product line. Well, yeah, dining yeah. sets were a big ticket. They were like fifteen hundred to two grand for one <laughs> dining set. So I was like, ooh, if I can sell it, just hey, an yeah. eight piece dining set with Hutch, call it a day. I was like, so anyway. Long story short, within four months, I was selling more per week than anybody he'd ever had in a storage unit in ten years. He's like, what in the hell are you doing? And I got my overhead down so low because the girl at the front, I actually gave her a because her family, her and her kids lived on site. And oh, they had wow. lived on the site and they had this crappy like mattress. It was terrible. So I said, listen, I'll give you a king, beautiful king mattress. Just take care of me. Let me, know, you know. So she was then letting people in for me at the gate. Yeah. This um, is a fat, that's fascinating though, yeah. right? Like that part of it right there from a business perspective. So few people get this in life is just what you just said, yeah. right? Like for you, you just said it like, hey, I, I gave uh, her a mattress. Humanity. But no, it's connecting dots that yeah. no one else can put together. It's not humanity. This that, that, it's a human touch, though. He's no, yeah, I, I disagree. He's taking he's taking something. He's he's engaging, and just like you said, you take genuine interest in every yeah. human that you've been, and that helps your business. Yeah, that helps you grow business. Definitely. Yeah, but I, I'm saying you see things that someone. That's an opportunity, right? Like she has. Some, she doesn't even know you're solving a problem. She doesn't know she has. She 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 picked up on the fact that I was selling stuff out of the storage. And she knew she picked up on that pretty quick within, within a couple of weeks. Did you ever receive warnings or anything? Were you concerned? Um, she, I just, I hit it off with her. So, and, and she just, um, and, and then she'd tell me like when the, the people who own the storage facility, when they, she goes, JD, they're going to be here on Tuesday doing a walkthrough. So be careful between eight and 10. Yeah. That's so I, I literally was close. I'd be in the storage unit on sleeping on my bed at between eight and 10 while they're wow. walking around in my storage unit. Like literally on site and then making sure my appointments didn't start till after they left. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So anyway, got her a mattress. So then she was on my side. Then she was actually letting people in for me. Um, and then, oh, then here's, this was the kicker. This is how, and, and my overhead was so freaking low. My guy's like, how the hell are you have such a low overhead? And it was like, well, I got her to do the dollar specials on every month. 
So she would say that I'm getting another 10 by 30 over here, but I wouldn't, I'd still have this one. So she was hooking me up there because I was kept taking care of, I was give her pillows. I would take it. Yeah. She was living large on site, bro. Best King mattress you yeah. ever seen pillows. The yeah. kids were happy. And so then I got all like every month I, I, I literally had three storage units that were a dollar and the other wow. one was 300. Wow. Think about that overheads. Nothing. Yeah. Right. So he'd come down on Sundays, my guy, and we'd, we'd divvy up and do the payouts and the, and the percentage he was giving me was absurd. It was like 70, 30 to him. Wow. And he fronted everything. I didn't front anything, all of his product. He fronted all the, everything, the inventory, everything. So anyway, I got my overhead low and that's how this started. So then within about seven, he goes, anytime you want, you can buy me out all the stock that you have on hand and start your own business. And then it's 100% yours, but you take over everything. You get a warehouse, you get a showroom, whatever you want to do. And then, um, I'm your rep from that point forward. So you know how it is in, in business, in a retail, you have a sales rep. So regardless if it's him or somebody, it's I mean, somebody's taking a percentage. So when you sell product, a rep makes the percentage and the, you deal with the rep between you and the manufacturer. You know how that works, right? Yeah. Sure, so, sure. um, and then he would become my rep. And I, and so eight months in, I said, I told my wife, I'm like, you know, baby, I, I, I think I can do this because we were humming. We were doing really well out of a store. Then I was doing my own deliveries, by the way. So I got to the point where I was, cause I wanted the extra cash because my guy was making a hundred, 150 a day in cash doing the deliveries after the day. So yeah. I, I was borrowing my friend's truck. She'd drive her truck down, take my Cadillac. And I was then on the way home. I remember coming home with like 80 to a hundred in cash in my pocket from doing deliveries. Did, did you to, provide a 70, 30 split for uh, your friend or? Oh, no, no. What was the deal there? Uh, well, how many, <laughs> yeah, for, give me an idea. Deliveries how many, are all mine. How many, how many mattresses are you selling at the time? I actually don't remember the Ballpark, number. was it? A couple or was it a lot? A couple uh, a day? 10 to 15 a week, maybe okay. a week. Okay. Yeah. Like, cause I want, cause what I want to do is once we, once you open your yeah. warehouse in your store and yeah. then I want to look at the numbers then, then COVID oh, and then God. the one-on-one, yeah. like I want, I just for understanding how the mattress business works. So curious. 10, 10 to 15, okay. at least a week at that point, doing some bedroom sets, some dining sets. Okay. Then I started doing deliveries myself. I remember coming home like at night, like with my, with like a handful of like $80, $100 in cash. But back then I, I literally thought I was like a millionaire. I was like, sure. oh, what's up, man? I mean, throw it on, <laughs> I'd throw it on the counter. Like, what's up, baby? I got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh yeah. Just like a hundred bucks. That's good. I was like, yeah, baby, what's up? <laughs> I told you I'd make it. You're right. hundred dollars. <laughs> now it's like, but, you're, so, but you, you stopped doing radiology. So eventually, uh, I had been doing radiology for about a total of five years. And I said to my wife, I said, you know what? I'm going to try this. She was had a really good job at HSBC. And I said, you need wow. to keep doing that to cover me because it's going to take me about six months to get my sure. feet under me and really learn this business on how to run it with overhead. Cause I had to get a warehouse. And I, I remember I got a Navy federal credit union. I quit my job. Everybody at the hospital was laughing at me like, Oh, you'll never make it. Don't let your license expire. Blah, blah, blah. No, they, they were like, Oh, you're gonna let your license. I'm like, yeah, I'm letting my license expire. Yeah. I'm burning my ships at sea. Yeah. Cause then there's no retreat. You know, I don't, I'm not going to have a license to fall back on. Cause I was making 75, 80,000 a year in x-ray technology. And back again, back then that's 20 years money. ago, that's good money. Yeah. Um, and wifey was making about a hundred over a hundred grand at that point. So, um, and we were, she was 28, I was 30. So, uh, so I let the license expire, started a, and I got a Navy federal credit union, uh, home improvement loan, $30,000. And, and Casey, what's 30 grand to start a business and with a, a, a showroom, a warehouse, first and last product, yeah. 30 G's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to give, you got to give some people free pillows to get, <laughs> yeah. to start negotiating <laughs> yeah. a lease payment, you know, some inventory on, uh, on credit. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I ran out of that in like 60 days. Sure. Oh, I, I was going to say six days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause that's not a lot. Yeah. No, God, no. So I got, I started mine on 20. 
Did you really? Uh, yeah, twenty years ago. Wow. Yeah, took a twenty thousand dollar loan, and I told my mom I'd pay her back in three months, or I'd or I'd owe her forty. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, I, I'm, this is a bet. She was wow. like, what? She's like, take a year, take take your time, honey. Oh, really? Yeah. But you put pressure on yourself. I put pressure yeah. on myself. Yes. Yeah, I like that. So, so I ran out of it in about thirty to sixty days. I got a, a line of credit to keep the business going, and then my wife. So we're coming now into. So we have furniture and mattresses, right? We had a thirty five hundred square foot showroom, which include included the warehouse, so eighteen hundred warehouse. Sorry, showroom. Uh, uh, 1,700 warehouse. So we were selling ma uh, mattresses and then furniture out of a catalog. And then I did a line of credit. And then here's when everything changed. When we were the first company to ever advertise for a furniture mattress store on Craigslist. Interesting. So when the economy tanked in 08, 09, the housing tank, yeah. remember the housing? Sure. Disaster? Craigslist is the online penny saver. Correct. Yeah. 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 So we were the first ones to actually put like legitimate, really. So my wife learned how to write code on the fly, HTML, yeah. which was in, absurd. Like, yeah. I'm like, how did you know when you write code and it shows up beautiful? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? So that we went for like in, when everybody else was dying, 08, 09, we did ridiculous. I mean, 09. I, so here I'm in a storage unit. It's, we were doing, we, we got to about 50 grand a month in uh, 06, 07, which is when we first started opening wow. up. And then 09, we were doing three to 400,000 a month. Wow. From, from Craigslist. From wow. Craigslist. Crazy. We and were you doing this, just the same thing, what I'd already learned, which is, hey, here's a cheap mattress, come see us? Yes. Okay. Well, this time, now we have Beautyrest. Now we have thousand, $1,500 mattresses. Now we're having like uh, sectionals that are $2,000. Now we have like a, a you know, high-end Beautyrest that's like 2000 So we got to these numbers that were absurd. How, and, oh, oh, go ahead. So, so are you selling the mattresses at this time or are you talking about like sleep? All yeah, it is, is Con consultation. Yeah. Yeah. Are you consulting on sleep at that point or do you evolve into that? Evol uh, evolution for sure. Okay. Because so, so where do you, where do you learn about it? And, and at what point did you make that transition and, and give us some ideas on, on, I mean, this is a I like three, three prong question, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but people are going to be dying to know, like, what are some things that I should be, you know, kind of thinking about or how, like nobody's, nobody talks about sleep, no, right? It's, no. a, it's really important. No. It's a, it's a, it's an afterthought. It's like, oh, I have to have a mattress. That's it. Nobody really thinks of, they don't know the importance of it. So it's, uh, the question that you're asking, I love because it makes me, I'm going it, to, it's going to bring me to the point that I like making all the time with fresh entrepreneurs. Cause in the beginning we all chase money, right? So that's all I cared about in the beginning was making a lot of money. And we were, when we had tons of money, I went and got two BMWs. I was like, yeah, money, 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 money. But then all of a sudden people caught on to Craigslist and that money started going bye-bye. Right, because we were chasing money. We weren't chasing. We, we were still serving others and had a five star ranking. We loved serving others. That's wholeheartedly sure. right. But the whole focus wasn't completely serving others. It was still money. So once that changed, when we realized money comes and goes really, really quickly, is when we refocused our entire business of just serving others and just providing providing a service, which eventually led into me really wholeheartedly digging into the sleep. Mm. So the evolution happened because of kind of necessity, because the, the money chasing thing doesn't work for too long over time. Right. And this is for any entrepreneur out there. You know this. You can't chase money because you're not going to make the long haul. If you're not genuinely like you, like you know the, what you do here at, at New Venture, you know wholeheartedly there's nobody providing service at your level. Would you, would you agree with that? Correct. Nobody. 
Nobody cares more about their clients than you. Nobody. You, you know this. That's what you genuinely have to actually care about is your client and, and their well-being. So that's when it um, – and, and the story goes on and on and on. Like we went down like over a million under. We were we were due, we were in badge because the margins – remember the margins I was taught in the yeah. storage unit? I stayed with those margins. You can't do that when you have overhead. And eventually just went, and we were trying to recoup the market. Was this at a time when the internet, people started buying mattresses on the internet or not yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Cause then you're going to compete against that. Then so you, we, yeah. Then we, then we had to compete against the online bed in a box world, right? Yeah. which happened about five, six years ago, six, seven years yeah. ago is when it first Casper was the first one. Yeah. That's when that happened. So how do we combat against that? Because now there's 250 online betting companies that are all saying the same exact thing. We're the best. Oh my God. So, um, anyway, uh, going back. So we, we had furniture matches. We had a huge showroom, 15 employees, distribution center in Miramar. Um, and, and furniture drove us under because furniture, there were no margins to begin with. And then everything started going wrong with furniture. Well, everything always has gone wrong with furniture where it's just breaking or yeah, comes in damaged, defective, delayed. So we, I had to pay somebody, you know, 25, 30 an hour just to repair furniture every day. So that ate our margins. We went, we went all the way under and we couldn't bankrupt because the name is strong online and brings in a lot of business organically. So we didn't have the luxury of bankrupts, uh, bankrupting the the company. So we had to fight our way out, which was not that long ago, like eight, nine years ago. So that's when we made the transition to got rid of furniture. Let's talk about, let's talk about that. Cause we, in in this podcast, one of the things that we we've seen, from a pattern standpoint is people that have had success have all gone through something. Yeah. So was this, was this that moment for you in your career? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about it that. Was bad. And, and the reason I, I don't like to bring up bad stuff and, and, and dwell on it, but I think yeah. it's, we talk oh, about adversity is important. Adversity is important in how you're, how you're responding. So t- let's talk, talk through when you first recognize it, what the kind of the impact was what, in your family. Like what did you, what, what are you doing at that point in both your career and personal? So, Great question because it was bad. Like it was so bad. The great thing about my wife and I, we have a dynamic where I run the business and I worry, I have all the business stress on my shoulders and, and we don't cross pollinate that, so to speak. Like we don't, I don't have her worry about the business or even know much about all of the stuff that goes on with business. Makes sense because it's such a sure. you know this yeah. cash flow, keeping up with the bills, employees. Yeah. It's very stressful, well, especially we, in California, by the way. Yes, <laughs> no, but that's good because you want you want her to be stress free, helping her, with the family, yes. and, and she runs the family and help help manage you, manage yeah, me, right. correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that's a reality, right? Like, and 100%. that's important. And if she's having to take on all the stress of all uh, the things, it's too, too much. much. Yeah. Okay. So hundred percent. So we've we've gotten it to where my wife and I want run our marriage like a business. Um, and this is something, a good tip for everybody out there. If you want to run a successful marriage, you got to run it like a business. And the number one word in business is what? Communication. Yeah. And same thing in, in a marriage, like communicate and, and define your roles clearly in the beginning and then focus on what you're best at. And that's what my wife and I do. What she's best at, she does. What I'm best at, I do. Yeah. And we don't cross. Like I don't, I'm not in supermarkets shopping for food. That, like it's been years since I've been in one. It just doesn't happen because I conduct business. She loves doing that. She loves it. Let's won't roam in the eyes. My point is she does. She's like roaming around. She loves it. Me. I get anxiety in five seconds. Like I can't do this. I don't know where this is. I'm not conducting business. We're losing money. The team's losing. That's what I'm thinking the whole time. Right. Right. Yeah. We're wired similar. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't need to be in here. In all regard, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I lose my mind. I can't go to Costco. 
forget Costco as much as I love it. Cause I literally want to buy everything. I'm like, I want that. I need that. I need this. Like I, I, I put it, I put it. <laughs> and I just need to get out of here. Cause I don't yeah. need to. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, we, we communicate, we defined our roles early and we also aligned our aspirations in life. Like what do we want to do as a couple? Sure. And, and our aspirations are to make a difference, like to literally impact the world as much as possible, but to maximize our potentials as human beings, physically, mental, spiritual, uh, financial, the whole nine yards. Cause the fundamentals of a partnership, the fundamentals of a business, of a partnership yeah. and as of a human being, we're all there's six, you know, key building blocks of success. Right. Financial is just one of them, you know, right. spiritual, go down the list, yeah. social, um, you know, physical. mental, physical, physical yeah. is one of them. You know, yeah. it's important to your health. That's another whole topic as well. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what we were getting at is the, um, what, what was the question? You're, you're the moment in your career. Okay. You're the so low. We, the we low, got to the this, low. We got yeah. to this point where we just were going down, 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 down. And I was faith. I thought, okay. It, it's going to come back. We're going to work ourselves out of this. We're going to raise the margins, raise the margins. But we were so far deep at this point that we couldn't come back. And then I realized that oh, this isn't good. So I went out and tried to find a liquidation company to help me liquidate the company. You know, liquidation companies, what sure. they do is they bring in a whole crew of people. Take a look at everything. To liquid, liquidate everything and run a big liquidation like sale. A, yeah. 65% off everything thing type of thing just to get whatever cash you can get and right but they also bring in product so it's a big it's a big uh it's a racket quite frankly yeah a, a, a liquidation company is a racket wow yeah and in, and the people they bring in god bless them all due respect they're not the way we do it the way we've ran our sales was our network marketing find things that genuinely care about your client and do good by them yeah. the, the, this mentality was just make the sale no matter what it takes they don't care who it is wow and if they need to burn the bridge, that's fine. So when they came in, I was like, no, we can't burn the bridges here because we're going to move on with something else with the name real deal. We can't burn these bridges and, and make sure we have uh, unhappy customers. Yeah. So I had to go through that, bro. It was literally like, I thought I was gonna have a nervous breakdown. It was so bad. My wife didn't know how she knew it was bad. Cause we were like a million under at this point and no way out. And we had to pay our rent at that point was like 30,000 a month between the showroom and the warehouse, 30,000 a month, just in the rent. The electric was like 4,000 a month. You know, these, you, you, these numbers are sounding familiar, but at that point, when you're going down, 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 it was like, Whoa, what, what do we do here? Well, That's it's funny when you run out of cash, you you don't have a business. Yeah. It's like, it, it, so it the, will, shut, it will go it, fast. You're fixated on faith. Do you distinguish faith? A, is, there, is there, faith, is there a distinction constant. that you make between belief and faith? Or do you see those as two of the same things? I, I personally see them as very similar things since I've become close to awakened church the past year and a half. Yeah. My faith is now at a level that it's never been before. Meaning that, okay, God is a thing. Like God's actually working through me. Now I'm going to mm -hmm. let God do his thing through me as that, that now I'm just a vessel. So now it's at a whole nother level. Like yeah. that's absurd and crazy to me. Was because, it through this experience? Is that when? No, this okay. was further so, down. So, so faith in, in general of faith that it's all going to work out, have faith that things are going to be okay. Have faith, you know, if you do right by others, you know, things are going to work out. Sure. Right. And that's the faith that we always had. And I always had. So I just kept keeping the faith. Yeah. And my mom was my, been my therapist my whole life. So I would talk to her every day. She was on the East coast. She's literally my therapist and would, and so I'd vent, I never vent with my wife or tell her all the negative stuff. I tell my mom. So, and that's important for people to listen. You need somebody in your life that you can vent to, that you can get this stuff off your chest. And, and it shouldn't be your, quite frankly, shouldn't be your spouse. I don't think yeah. you need somebody, you need your mom or a therapist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you have a mom, that's that good that you can yeah. trust that can yeah. be a therapist for sure. Not yeah. many are, oh. you know, most moms yeah. are in your pity party and Oh my God, you know, they're, they're making it worse. Yeah. yeah. Let's be frank. Yeah. Mine was like, Hey, get in there. It's going to work out. Don't worry. You'll be fine. Keep moving forward strap up the boots. Yeah, you got to make keep it, happen. it moving. So, so, so two of the things so far, just yep. to recap yep. are yep. believing that you're going to get out of it. Yep. Two is having a sounding board, somebody who yes. you respect yeah. that yep. you can, 
you have to have a release. You got to. Okay. You have so, to. so those are, the, those are two things yeah. that, that as you're losing a million dollars and it's growing by $35,000 per month. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. And you're, and you're, you're wearing all this stress. Yep. You're trying to live because trying even if, to live. Yeah. Yeah. You're just literally just trying to get day with by a, day. Right. With a two year old daughter at this point. Okay. And that's significant because the two-year-old daughter is what actually really completely got me through mm. because I would have to go into the liquidation company. I was having to make the sale. I would do cash deals. I would then take the cash literally for, to give it to the liquidation company. I'd go uh, in the back office. I would then run across the lawn because Bank of America was all across the lawn for me in Kearney Mesa. I'd pay, I'd pay a vendor directly in their account through Bank of America, we then emailed the company, the, the supplier, and say, okay, release that couch for this customer. That's how close it was to us completely imploding and losing the real deal name and all oh, yeah. of our credibility in business. Yeah. Yeah. I was grabbing the cash, bringing it to Bank of America, they'd release a couch. As cash. you look back on that time, right? So you have those two kind of pillar things. Was there anything else that you're, you're like, wow, that, that changed my entire career? What, what were some of the things that you look back on and learned through that process about yourself? What I learned, and I'll say this well, about myself was resiliency, but, but I, I want to say this about business. And for those that are you know watching this, that are business guys or, or girls, know this, things happen and the shit hits the fan. And it, like you said, every person that's had massive success or success at all has had massive failures. And that's what I realized at this time, which was the most valuable to me, was I realized that this is actually kind of normal. Because like, then I met my Chaldean, my CPA, who I've had for a while, is the best. You, we have the you, same you guy. freaking know him, of course. Wes, yeah, yeah. Wes. I've been with Wes for 22 years. I, I call Wes. My wife was my original savior. I met her 21 years ago. She's my original savior because she got me out of Pacific Beach. I almost didn't make it. That's another whole thing of how bad I really yeah. was in Pacific Beach. My original savior. My second savior was Wes Salem. And my third is Jesus Christ. Okay. Wes is one of my saviors. Wow. He got me through that ordeal because he said, JD, this is normal. I got you. So the other thing too, just as you're, as you're talking about yeah. that, is that relying on other people, having yes. that, having a circle, being able to, because I think as an entrepreneur, you, you wear a lot, even in your family, you're like, Hey, I'll wear it. I'll own it. I'll get myself out of this. But you at some point have to be able to extend it, you know, ask and have a sphere or circle around you that you, you need help. Tight, There's not tight yet. nucleus of trusted people. Yeah. And I think that like at some point, some, somebody has to take a chance on you and help you and actually ex try to exit. Cause right it, at that moment, you can't see opportunity. No, you are no. so in the, I, you're, you can't see the well, forest through the trees. I, I would define that as grace. Yeah. Right? Um, I, mean, I, I gotta tell you, it's, I'll never forget sitting. We were right. Cause his wet office is right across here, across the thing. Yeah. I'll never forget sitting in the glass room with him and about yeah. three, he brought in his squad two other attorneys, uh, you name the type of attorney, CPA, and we masterminded how they were going to get me out of this situation without completely imploding because I was so freaking scared, dude. Yeah. I was scared. I was, and I, well, you're not making good decisions when you're, when you're operating. I was just surviving. Fear. I was just, how am I going to survive? How are we going to get, well, and that's we the thing, right? Next? Like, I think it's a good point is to have a, a trusted advisor who can look at yes. it, who's smart enough to get you out of it, but is not emotional enough to be tied emotionally to it. engaged. Yeah. And I think that's where like some, some honest conversation with somebody who can tell you, Hey, we've, you've got to make some hard decisions. Here's what it looks like. Here's yeah. the roadmap out. Yeah. Because at that point you're, you're, your headspace is what? <sighs> nothing like it was, I was imploding, yeah. imploding. Like I was uh, like, I, you know, when you have an anxiety feeling in your body, 
Well, that was 24 seven. I had this yeah. anxiety vibration in my body 24 seven. How long did this last? That's not good. How long did that last? That whole thing lasted about probably about eight months. Okay. Eight months of that's heavy, heavy dude. And, yeah. and what only, and what got, and Wes was so nonchalant about it. He's like, JD, this, this is nothing. I got, well, and that, that calm in the storm yeah, is helpful like, to you, right? Uh, he goes, JD, you go do what you do best. Sell mattresses and yeah. furniture. Yeah. We'll take care of all this stuff. Just relax. I got you. And I was like, and I, and I remember going to see him like every three days in his office, freaking out. And I would drive out of there on the way home. I'd call my mom like, mom, God, I always feel so damn good when I come out of it. Cause he just would make it seem. So the point is this surround yourself, as you said, with, you know, a, a, a team of people, um, especially in business that you can go to that handle stuff that you're not good at. Yeah. These so guys, true. this is what and they it's do. Okay. Understand that it's that's okay. okay. It's well, no, okay. You, you have to, right? Like, yeah. especially when you get to scale, Yeah. right? You have to, and, and I think you're, you're, what I'm curious is in, in your next act is how you become, you don't become the business, right? Because yeah. if you right. ever want right. to move on and you want to transcend right. the yeah. business and, tr you know, move, very in, good point. right? Like that's yeah. going to be your biggest challenge Correct. in looking at it is that you right now, you're the name, you're the brand, right. you're the business. Yeah. But before we get into that, I, I, we'd be remiss if we don't ask the sleep doctor the sleep yeah. guru, yeah. the the real deal. Like, walk us through some some things with sleep that anyone listening can immediately go and say, "Hey, do this. Think about this. Ask yourself this. Track this. What what are like? How do you evaluate sleep, good or bad? What are some things that we should be looking at or doing?" So the number one thing here that everybody has to realize is that the number one most important thing in your life is sleep. It's number one, and the reason why is because sleep. Uh, indirectly dictates health. And what's the number one thing in our life? Health. Because if you can have all the wealth in the world, health is wealth. but if you don't have health, it doesn't matter. When and you, you know when you realize that is when something bad happens. Yeah, when you don't have health. Yeah. You don't have when, health. You're, yeah. when you're sick, when you don't feel well, yeah. when you have an injury, when you have uh, whatever sickness, high blood pressure, you're on medication. The bottom line is this. Uh, everything's a choice in life. So you can choose to be healthy or you can choose to be unhealthy. It's a choice. So sleep is the number one thing. I'm going to stamp this in the number one, most important thing that you can do to have, to be, to be as healthy as possible. The body has, the body only repairs itself naturally in, in a 24 hour period while you sleep. It's the only time the body actually repairs itself. So for guys building physiques, the number one component is rest. Most of them don't realize how important rest is because the muscle doesn't grow back bigger until you actually sleep. So you two, tear and rebuild. Yeah. You tear it in the gym, you yeah. eat the correct nutrients and protein, the, the muscle then when you sleep and go into deep, cause you've got two main cycles that you need to maximize during sleep, deep sleep cycle, which is your physical body. And then the REM cycle, which is your brain, your mind, and your thoughts. Those mm -hmm. are the two main cycles. And yes, you want to track your sleep. This is the, most people in their twenties, this will go right over their head. But when you get thirties, especially in forties plus, that's when you really start taking a inventory on how well you're not sleeping. So sleeping is, and so then the most important purchase you can make in your life is what you're sleeping on. Okay. Sleep's number one, most important thing. Cause the third of your life, you have to think yeah. about this. The third of your life that you spend sleeping, that's a big number. It dictates the other two thirds of your life. So if the one third of your life you're sleeping or not sleeping is going to dictate how well your life is going on the other end of the other yeah. two thirds of your life period. Sure. It's that simple. I didn't know today I was going to come in and uh, figure out that I needed a new mattress. 
Yeah. I feel like oh, I need yeah. a new mattress right now. You do. <laughs> you know? I, already, I, I'm already in. I know I'm already in. I think I know a guy. <laughs> no, but, yeah. Okay, so we, so now that we've so, determined sleep's being number yep, one yep. And, and, and a mattress is the most important component yep. of sleep. Okay. Yep. So it, 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 and, and that's what, that's the, that's what kind of is what I'm up against on my end is the fact that most people coming in, they just think, oh, I just need to get a mattress. I don't want to spend a lot of money. Right. And which is, is that what, does everyone say that? Everybody, <laughs> which is, is absurd. This is an investment. It, so that's what I point out. So listen, you have to think about this or look at this as an investment in your overall health and well-being, and an investment that you're going to pay one time up front. Yep. That's going to pay you an ROI that can't be measured financially. Period. It's that simple. Like a guy came in yesterday, super guy from Awakened Church. It was funny. He was sent over by one of my chiropractors. So I have about 20 chiropractors that now send me their clients. So I'm now carving out this niche of being the sleep whisperer that I'm well known as. Yeah. So now all of the, the I turned into private concierge. That's another thing I'll tell about the transition in a little bit here. But now because of my focus on the human being and the human body of how I know physiologically, how ergonomically we're supposed to be sleeping in bed to maximize this process, because ergonomically we have an S curve in our bodies. So you should not be sleeping flat every single night. Sleeping flat is old school. So my wife and I have had our- When you say sleeping flat, what is that back? So, so a zero gravity sleep system is the thing that where it's called an adjustable base, which people have heard of. They think of it uh, on TV oh, for, I see what for, you're old, for old like, sick people. Like hospital bed. Yeah. Where it moves so, you up and down. Correct. Where they yeah. move up and so it elevates the feet, elevates the head. So you should have at least a little bit of slight elevation on your bed, on the feet and the head, because that improves your blood circulation, improves your, your oxygen. So you're taking more oxygen when your head's elevated, which most guys past the age of 40 are snoring or so, most, most. So my point is when you raise the head, you breathe better. You take in 10 to 20% more oxygen. When you raise your feet, you uh, improve your blood circulation. Your yeah. overall blood circulation right. comes up. Edema, uh, uh, snoring, apnea, reflux. So I go through all of this um, in every, so that's why I became known as now in the last, probably if this just happened, the evolution in the last three to five years of where I'm becoming known as the sleep whisperer, because the reason I got that is because people are, you know, they come to me and they like, I can't sleep. I haven't slept in years. I haven't slept pain-free in 20 years. And then they are after they see me. Wow. So then they're dubbing me, oh, this guy's like the sleep whisperer. Yeah. So people are being sent to me and saying, hey, I heard you're the sleep whisperer. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to run with this. What's yeah. the first thing that you ask? Like, what, tell me about your sleep? Or yeah, what? yeah. When okay. they come in, like, I do a little discovery. First and foremost, I find out who am I working with. Like, like I'll, I'll, I do the opposite of what mattress salespeople do. Because all mattress salespeople are on commission. And they're taught to sell down, which is just. I even hate that terminology. Yeah, sell down. Take them to the nicest mattress uh, and then sell down. Uh, me, I start in the bottom. Hey, are you, is there a price point or budget in mind here before we get started? Yeah. Cause, Cause I can help every, you walk into my store. If you see the value in investing in your health and well being, and you can, and you can justify, let's say a couple bucks a night for the next 10 years, yeah. this will be the easiest thing I've ever done in my life is helping you sleep the best you ever have. Period. It's that simple. And I tell them that to their face. This will be the easiest thing ever. That said, do you have a budget in mind? Oh yeah. I don't want to spend over a grand. I don't want to spend over two grand. So I start there and I said, okay, well, what are we working with here? What's going on? What kind of ailments? So I get down to ailments. Do you have, oh, I have back pain, lower back pain, my neck, uh, my husband snores. I've got edema, reflux, sure. go down the list and I'll even bring up things. And then I get into what's worked well for you in the past or not worked well, like a firmness level. So I'll just kind of do a little discovery, find out, you know, what they're like. So if they're, if people are watching or listening now, bottom line is you need to when you're waking up, you know, if you've slept well, you sure. can, you can tell if you've sure. woke up all night, it. if you've tossing yeah. and turning, you feel it yep. and you know, when you've, you haven't slept well. And if you're not sleeping well on a regular basis, what I would encourage you doing is to really find out is get a, either a Fitbit or I just started using the aura ring, which I know you do too. Yeah. The aura ring simple. It's right on your ring, right on your finger. Very simple. It tracks every single aspect of your sleep, your REM cycles, your deep sleep cycles, how long you're awake, how much you toss and turn your heart rate, 
um, your your volume. It's addicting. You it's, start competing. Dude, dude yeah. I wake up. It's the first thing I <laughs> yeah, do. It, it really is. Yeah. I, I love wake, it. I wake up every day and I can't wait to look at the app. You know what I did is I actually bought all of my, my ops team one. I was like, really? Yeah, I was like, I, I think it's that important it's that, that important. you guys are rested. Yeah. Um, and I want you guys to, the only way you can know is if you're truly yes. tracking it. Yeah. yeah it's like it, anything in business. If you can if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Correct. And so we look at uh we look at trying to measure and manage a lot of different things. We call them KPIs in yeah. our business, key yep. performance indicators. What are the activities that and, and from a personal standpoint, sleep is the one as a guy. It used to be like water and it's, football it's weakness. Yeah, it was, yeah, it, was weakness. it was, it's been treated as yeah, a weakness. And, and so, and I know when I was younger in my twenties, I was like, I, I can operate off of three hours of sleep so I right. can maximize my time at, at work or yep. it, it's not like, and I, and, I'm, and now that I'm not in my twenties, um, <laughs> you no. look back and you're like, God, I, I, that was unnecessary, yeah. right? Like yeah. you, that, that's just mochismo of being a guy and thinking, yeah. Oh, I can, I can do this off of no sleep. Sleeping was considered weak. Right. Right. Like yeah. I was like, like hydration was considered weak yeah. in football. Yeah. So do you still see that? Or is that, is that, is that gone? Well, it's funny because it, it's still there, you know, is young it? entrepreneurs, we were both there, bro. In my twenties, I was, it was a badge of honor to only sleep. I only average three hours a night. Right. I don't even need right. sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Or, right. I feel like the, the, the narratives changed a bit. Um, I, I don't know about that. I there's can't an really, attempt. I don't think it's I there. think there's might be an attempt. I okay. think, I think the awareness is, is because of all the online, the one good thing that the online betting companies have done is they've raised awareness. Yeah. That people need a mattress. People need yeah. good sleep. Yeah. Yeah. The more it's out there, the more awareness. Yeah, sure. Um, but I, I don't know if that's really changing. I don't, I don't Interesting. I okay. I, it's a good question because we'd have to kind of dive into that. Yeah. But, uh, but I do know now in retrospect that that was absurd and I took lives, years off my life potentially. Is there, is there any, is there any data or anything? Thing that you cite from like the the darkness of the room, the the temperature. Yeah. Is there anything like ancillary there's, that there's, you? There's a million different ancillary things that you should and could be could and should be doing. Okay. Number one is completely complete darkness. Number two is what, and even I don't adhere to this, is staying off the blue light, your phone. Yeah. For how yeah. long? At before least you sleep? An, at least an hour before you sleep. Okay. At least it shouldn't even be near you because you have the RF waves that are coming off of it. I've got guys that I um, interact with that even shut down their Wi-Fi at night because all that yeah. all those things are going through. It's a yeah. vibration that puts in your body. Um, you've got mag you got magnets that you can lie on. I'm looking into this one right now is where you can go. It kind of, it, it connects you to the earth. So it's basically magnetism. Everything's about magnetism. So when we're walking around, we're all walking around rubber soles. You should be doing earthing like every single day where you go barefoot and walk around on the ground. This is a, this is a thing. And it, if you do this, by the way, you'll feel yourself become less stressed within 10 minutes. I, I was just in Hawaii yeah. and I saw, I would say 25% of the people are without shoes. Yeah. And yeah. this is a real hike. I mean, I was, I was dying, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm watching like 70 year olds without shoes on. And I'm looking at them going, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. And, and I, so I asked what, after I saw like 40 yeah. of them, I'm yeah. like, Hey, what, what's the deal? Yeah. And he was talking exactly talking about what oh, yeah. you're doing. He's like, it is a different experience. Like, Correct. it's like people think meditating is sitting and you're quiet. That's, there's a lot of forms of meditation. Yeah. People are like, Hey, this, this type of hiking where you're in bare feet, bare, uh, when you're barefooted is a form of meditation where yeah. I become part of the land. And so you called it earthing. I've earthing, never heard yeah, that before. Earthing, okay. Earthing or what's the other word if you're earthing and, um, 
Our Earth thing's the one that I've heard. Okay, it's where you go yeah, barefoot. Is it the role of nature? Is there? Is there? It, well, it's, it, no. The Earth has a magnet, magnetic. So, um, okay, uh, it's, so it. It, and we're it. being pulled away from it. Wow. So the the closer you are to the magnetic um, uh, pull, is it pull? I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we get it. Yeah. So, we're all meant to, yeah. so are you saying we should all be going barefoot more often? Yes. Yeah. One hundred. I don't do it enough either because I'm always so busy. I'm always right here. I'm going huh. there. I'm in there. All you got to do is walk out on your back patio, your back lawn. It's yeah. ideal if you're on actual earth, yeah. but concrete, concrete will do it in Rachel's nodding here. You do this. Do you do this? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. it's, it's a thing. And let me tell you, it's for real. Cause every time, every single time I do it, I take my shoes off, go barefoot. I walk in the backyard. I feel less stressed within five to 10 minutes. Huh. Huh. It's a thing. So that, that's one thing you can actually put the magnets in your bed. Oh, interesting. And so what happens is you have a magnet in your bed huh. Um, and then there's a line, a grounding line that goes into the, I can't remember where the ground, I haven't done this yet, but I want to yeah, do it because yeah. I think about heat. So I'm a heat guy yeah. and I don't want to heat up too much. That's another thing is the temperature in your room. Ideal sleeping temperature is between 64 and 69 degrees in your room. That's the ideal, perfect sleeping temperature, 64 to 69. Okay. The surface temperature of your mattress, uh, 90, to 91 degrees is the, is the, there's sheets now, right? That yeah. you can cool and should it be cool? Or well, what? It, well, the, the, the oh, good question. So 90. the most important layer, because everybody wants to, all these mattresses are being uh, uh, advertised as cooling technology yeah. and f breeze this and freezing that, and which is cool, literally, but <laughs> but it doesn't really actually matter if yeah. it, the sheets that you're lying on aren't natural, breathable fibers. So the most important layer on your bed, listen to this one, folks, is your the actual sheets that your body touches, huh. because the human body when it when it goes into repair mode, it automatically heats up because your metabolism speeds up while you sleep because that's what's repairing your body is and so then so then it automatically heats up and pushes toxins out of your body through sweat because that's why you sweat at night everybody sweats to yeah. a degree some more than others yeah. the more athletic you are the more cardio the more the more your body is in tune the more you sweat by the way so if you're sweating it's actually your body's pretty in tune with itself okay um and so um uh, so what was I getting at? So the, uh, um, oh, it's the bottom line is it's going to happen. So the, you want to be on a material to where that heat's going to be pulled away as fast as possible from your body. So you want to be on a natural set of sheets, which are either bamboo or tensile. Ten cells in baby wipes. It's stronger than steel, softer than silk fabric. So stronger ten than steel, softer than silk. That's correct. Say it again. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, you can start. You can start training uh, yeah. sales guys. Yeah. So anybody can do this. Even, yeah. even village idiots can learn, huh? Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the uh, you know, the bottom line is you want to be on a set of sheets that are natural fibers. Uh, uh, and breathable. And then you want to have a mattress protector that's also breathable, which is 10 cell fabric uh, mattress protector. Then if you have the cooling technology in the mattress, then the mattress can do its thing and pull that heat away from your body as quickly as possible because you want to stay cool. The body, you sleep deeper when your body's cool. And so therefore there's your kind of down the list here. Cause a lot of people think just the mattress. No, it's the, cause a lot of people say, Oh, I'm sweating all the time, but my mattress is supposedly cooling. Well, what, what sheets are you? And they'll say, Oh, I'm on a high thread count cotton because high thread count cotton is super, super soft. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't breathe. So you're going to be sweat hog on that thing. Right. So that's, right. that's one thing. Um, and something else sparked uh, my mind as far as sleep. Oh, sleep, uh, alcohol. The worst thing. Cause every, uh, and is this an, it's inflammatory. Is that why? Uh, no, it's, it's a uh, toxin. toxin. So uh, alcohol is toxic. So what happens is, um, cause this, I'm finding out so many people now drink, like they'll say, oh yeah, I, I have one, you know, to, to bring, to help me sleep. People yeah. tell me that all the time. Yeah. I have one cocktail night, one scotch, a couple of beers that, that helps me get to sleep. And I'm like, 
you think maybe it is, but, and this is where you want to track your sleep. So, and, and I always, it's funny because every Saturday night, my worst sleep of the week is Saturday night because I, I eat really well during the week. And then Saturday night, my wife and I do a nice dinner, rich foods, a bottle of wine together. Yeah. So, and Saturday night's always my worst sleep because I have alcohol and the rich foods and all the stuff. What, what about sleep. cannabis? What's your stance on cannabis and sleep? Cannabis is, uh, cannabis is also one that catch your heart rate up. Uh-huh. So it actually isn't a good thing. And a lot of think people think the indica strain because indica because the one, you know, they indi- say it makes you sleep. Yeah. Yeah. They, Cause that's the one that kind of is supposed to bring you down. Yeah. But my, and I've studied this recently with friends of mine yeah. that it's actually not conducive to deep sleep because it's actually get, getting your heart to race a little bit. Yeah. It's actually yeah. bringing your heart rate up a little bit. So how about melatonin, C- which is a natural yeah. CBD is uh, I am a big, so that's non psychoactive. As long as there's no THC in yeah. it, it's got to be said though, that the, so the, the stri- I do CBD daily and it's yeah. a 30 to one. Cause that one, yeah. that one ratio a little bit of helps the right, body right. absorb it. So you don't feel anything. Like right. I do it before work yeah. just cause I just, it, I remember it easier that way, but, but, and I don't feel anything, yeah. Yeah. but it is, it's anti-inflammatory, which Correct. does yeah. translate to better sleep. Right. And it's so kind of, it's, it's a calming thing and it's yeah. also a calming thing. And, uh, I'm a believer in it, Okay, but I, but I brought this, uh, the melatonin thing up to someone recently, actually this past two weeks ago at dinner, the melatonin thing and yeah. melatonin, this is coming from a person that's really studying this stuff about the human body and what we're putting in it. Yeah. No good. Like over time, it's forcing your body to, to, e- not exactly. know how to do it. Your body, yeah. we already have it in the body. So as long as you're doing all this other stuff, like keeping the room dark, staying off the blue light, you know, you're going to produce your own melatonin when your body gets tired. Are so, you tracking, are you, do you do blood work uh, fairly regularly? Not every, tra- every 90 days I do full blood panel. Full blood yeah. panel. Yeah. yeah full, I, I used to be once a year. Now I'm doing that every 90 days because I'm adjusting some of the hormones in the balance. Cause that, yeah. that also translates to sleep, right? I was just going to get to that. So, okay. Uh, Sorry. It, it, no, 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 no. If, if you're hiring, I would love to maybe go onto the real deal sales platform here. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm retired. We'll, we'll yeah. put one in the back. <laughs> we'll put it next to the golf simulator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and it's funny cause I'm, I'm now referring people to my wellness clinic. My friends own a wellness clinic, Catalyst Wellness, where they do all this. They do all the hormone regulation, hormone wow. optimization, um, and blood panels every 90 days. So yeah. everywhere I go now, like this weekend, I texted them on Monday with four different referrals just cause I went out Saturday night with, sure. you know, and, and ran into some guys that were like, Whoa, dude, what are you doing here? I said, well, I optimized my whole body and yeah. blood work every 90 days. So it dude, hormones as we're aging here, hormones are literally everything, yeah. everything. Cause if your hormones are out of whack, your body's out of whack, you're not going to sleep right. You're not going to operate right. You're not going to think right. Yeah. Hormones are everything. That's a whole nother separate segment. But I mean, the bottom line is if you're tracking it regularly, talking yeah. to somebody who understands how, how the hormone balance in the normal levels and, yeah. and not only, I, I always tell my doctor, cause you almost have to train your doctor a bit. You have to tell him, look, I don't want normal levels. I want optimal levels for how I well, like how I want my life well, that, to be right. Which is high energy, high intensity. Yeah. All the time. Well, that's a normal doctor. Like a normal. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because they won't even do. They look for baseline. So if you're looking. Exactly. And the median, right? Yeah. Yeah, So, and if you're listening, it's important that you go to a clinic that's more of holistic. That's more actual does this because your normal doctor, if you even say, hey, I want to get my hormones checked. They're going to be, they're going to look and say, oh yeah, you're in the, you're in the normal range. Yeah. And the normal range is basically not good. It's like sedentary. It's, you know, you're, you're functioning at a lower, you know, 
human being here. So the wellness clinic, they're going to, they want you at, they're going to say, JD, here you are here, you know, picture where you're going to be when you're optimal in this range right here. Well, right. okay, that's where we're going to get you. And then you've got all the different things that go like the estrogen blockers, you got testosterone, you got DHEA, all the things that go, you know, then they know exactly all your vitamins, your triglycerides, your cholesterol, all of it plays a part. And in anyone it. can do it. That's Correct. what I, and so few people are doing it. They're actually ch checking and tracking and yeah. making adjustments. And part of it is when you're tracking stuff, but, but nobody does this stuff nobody. and it's, and it's really inexpensive and it's a way to live a much more fulfilling life. It's, it's, you know, our, our Western medicine, bro, let's be frank. It's, it's based on treating, it's based on masking reactionary. Yeah. It's reactionary. Yeah. It's based on just uh, masking uh, disease, not actually curing it. Yeah. You know, oh, all, absolutely. Due, all due respect. And it's about, if you want to live a healthy life, because health is number one, as we've said, if you want to live a healthy life, you, you, you got to do the blood panel. You got to get on the, the more of the natural side of, of the way it's done, not the Western stuff because they're right. just there to mask. And actually, quite frankly, they, you know, the, our society and, and uh, it's just by pharmaceuticals. And exactly. That, that's what drives our whole society is pharmaceuticals, big yeah. pharma is yeah. they make a lot of money off us being sick. That's right. And I can go on that tangent for a while because right. it bothers sure. me a lot. Yeah. And, and they're making, sure. so, you know, being healthy is a choice and you can be healthy. And if you go to a wellness clinic, it's going to get you on the right start. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So we, we've spent a lot of time with you before we let you go. Yeah. Can you, can you walk us through some of the things that you've done from a social media and marketing perspective, because you've taken a, a an old business and been basically, I mean, attacked by the internet age and selling online and stuff like that. So you've had to create two different things that I know. One is this kind of exclusive event, which is buying a mattress at your store. And then two is you've created a brand both for yourself, your company and, and the podcast. Can you talk about those two things before we let you get out of here? Um, so remember I told you, you're gonna have to cut this. <laughs> yeah, we, I didn't we, believe you. We, I didn't believe you. We, 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 we could go <laughs> yeah. on forever. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, you told us you had a timeline. So we're trying to respect yeah, your yeah. time over. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, if you want to keep flowing, I'll flow. Um, but so with social media, you know, cause a lot of people look at social media as kind of like a, like I, cause I run into circles like at with our baseball parties and softball sure. parties. I'm like, sure. Oh, I'm not on social media. Yeah. 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 And I get it. You know, it's, it's not good. Like, cause a lot of people are just scrolling, but, I, but if you're like wanting to build a brand or a business in any, or at any point. And I'm, and I'm teaching my daughter this. She's 11 years old and I'm teaching her how to create her own brand. Yeah. And she's done that already. Like she set up a TikTok account, um, action, uh, no, uh, nails by Jack. So she started, daddy, I'm going to start a nails account. I'm like, okay, what are you going to do? I'm going to do nails. I'm like, all right. Cause she loves doing nails. She's very artistic. And my point is that she started this nail thing and she jumped to like, she's had 27,000 followers in like four weeks and wow. she's getting like over, she has a million likes on her thing. So I'm teaching her, here's what a brand is about is what's her, my, my daughter's name, Jacqueline. So what's Jacqueline's brand? What's our family brand? So I always tell people that to start there, start on what your actual brand yourself, what kind of brand do you want to be known as? And I want to be known as the generous guy, the passionate guy, the loving guy, the guy that people want to be around. I want to build that brand of who yeah. I actually am. And then eventually that kind of translate into your business. Whatever your business is, you can translate whatever your personal brand is into your business brand. Sure. And that's kind of the-, the That's fascinating. That's great. That's the mentality that my wife and I have taken to our business automatically over time. When Remember, I was fighting Instagram years ago. So I was like, I don't need this. this is, I don't need two platforms. This is ridiculous. I'm on Facebook already, blah, blah, blah. But, the, but this day and age, if you're in business and you're not on social media, you're completely missing out because what's the number one form of marketing? Number one, word of mouth. Word of mouth is the best form of marketing that you can ever, right? 
Because sure. I'm assuming most sure. of your business is word of mouth. Yeah, Casey? Yeah, yeah. Okay, word Referrals, of mouth is number, yeah. word yeah. of mouth is the holy grail business. Right. But, and so social media, what you have to think about and realize here is uh, uh, social media is word of mouth on steroids. Yeah. They're handing us potentially millions of clients for free. So now it's just a matter of you getting a message and a brand out there to these people saying, oh, okay, I didn't know this guy or this business or this family was even here. So social media, they're handing it to us on a silver platter yeah. of here's potentially millions of more clients for you. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. So then it's just about creating a brand of who you are as a family, as a person. Yeah. Um, are, are you known as the person? Like everywhere we go, we make sure we take care of everybody like that restaurants, valets. I always tell people overly when you, everywhere you go, you overly tip people, any, anybody that does anything for you. And I'm going off on a tangent here, but yeah, like, you want to no, overly, overly tip because let me tell you, they're going to rem people remember generous people. Get the mattress for the gal at the front. You get the dollar storage unit. You know that's the Listen, provide value, like you said, coming yeah. full circle. I think one of the one of the things I learned today was provide value, but yeah, take okay. and take care of people. I and think is an interest. important one. Yeah. Take interest, yeah. take care of people. There's yep. a lot to glean. Provide from this, value. Yeah. Yep. Be generous. Generosity, honor, um, respect. Uh, but generosity is the number one that I've ever seen, you know, be, be generous where everywhere you go. Cause people remember you. And, and I remember there's a, we go to Javier's a lot. It's one of our favorite yeah, restaurants. Great place. So for an entire year, I, and where I, what I do is I completely over tip everybody. Uh, and I leave my card, but I don't say, Hey, I'm a mattress guy. You're going to come to me. I just, uh, very subtly leave a really fat tip. And then my card that says JD, the sleep whisper, this, that, and the other. <laughs> That's it. And they say, hey, oh, wow. Yeah, I actually think I need or when I need one, I'll come to you. So this kid comes in uh, recently, and this is kind of an example for everybody's watching here. I'm going to use an example that over time, branding, that's a branding play, sure. right? Because he sees my card. He sees my card. He said, I said, well, how'd you hear about it? I didn't even know where he came from. He said, oh, I, dude, you left. I have like 10 of your cards because <laughs> yeah. you've been leaving for me for a year and a half at Javier's. So I'm like, oh, my God, Javier's because he was wearing a freaking mask. I didn't even recognize him. Anyway, the point is this, he spent like nine grand on a sleep system and him and his wife are the sleeping the best they ever have. And the point is that's branding of a year and a half. You know, my favorite point is there too, yeah. that you're, that we've touched on in this context of society, you've left a, a tangible yeah. object, yeah. touch, yeah. touch. Yep. And on that note, if you have cards, cause you know, cards are ridiculous, right? Nobody, we get a business card, we subplot on the way. So therefore you, you want to make sure the card's memorable. And my card is so thick that when people grab it, they think there's two cards and that immediately puts something in their mind. Like oh, they will not forget that card. Does that make sense? There's yeah. a tiny little thing that I've done. That's been resonated with people thinking, wow, this is, um, you know, they, they leave an impression, you know, something that's going to be recognizable. So anyway, going back to the brand is just on social media is you have to look at social media in a way of getting your brand out there. Are, is your brand good for society? Is your brand good? Are you, do you want to inspire others? My main mission every day I wake up is to impact the world in a positive way. Sure. And as much as I possibly can do, I go to sleep that night, make a difference in people's lives, period. That's it. That drives yeah. me more than anything. My calling in life is to make a difference. So then from the second I wake up, I pro I, I broadcast my life of what I'm doing during that day to inspire others with going to work, going to here. Like tonight I'm going, I, I, I volunteer Tuesday night for five, six hours at my church for five, six hours after I'm at my shop a podcast in the morning. So they see all this. My point is, is showing a brand to tie it in with your business brand yeah. of who you are. Yeah, that's, great. that's awesome. Yep. Well, uh, congratulations on all your success. Thank you for being uh, any, anything that you can take away or give us that, that you learned from being on the other side of this. Cause you do have a podcast. So before, <laughs> yeah, uh, how, how was it being in the other chair? Yeah. yeah. By, by the way, it's real deal. Talk.com. Yeah, real deal. Talk.com. Um, uh, 
it's it's pretty cool. It's you know weird because as I said when, before we started, I can go on forever because I've got yeah. a like a ridiculous backstory that could go on for days. So uh, I don't know. You guys, we scratched the surface a little yeah, bit. I'm, we, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that there, we added that I gave some value. Oh, you, today. Absolutely. I think there are a lot of tenants that we shared today that were they're really important. Uh, again, and just moving back on it. I mean, just contributing and, and adding value to people. Uh, the touch rapport. Um, taking genuine interest. I mean, there's a lot of things we can uh, using earn from glean from, from this podcast, but I just wanted to get the opportunity to thank you for taking the time yeah. to be with us. Um, I think it's a great time to just kind of visit here and, and come to a closure. And I, uh, Jay, this is what I have to do as, as a host. Yeah. And it's something you probably have to do all the time. Audience. Uh, listen, thank you. Thank you for watching. I want you to be able to DM, DM us. Uh, yeah. we're on every platform. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. We have YouTube, we have yeah. Apple Music. I mean, it's everything, right? Yep. But um, please take a look at this. And if you have questions, we love answering offline too. Um, I just want to absolutely thank you for being here. And I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah, JD, thanks for being on. That was great. Guys, it's my pleasure. And I'll leave you with this. Just remember, for those of you every day when you're moving and you're striving and you're trying to get to the next level, just, just remember that someday, you know, put it in perspective when you wake up every morning. Someday you're not going to be here. Remember that. Yeah. And let that drive you. Let that drive you to do something like like memorable while you're here. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Thank That's you. a great way to end it. Thank yeah. You very thank much. you. All right. Yeah. Thanks, That's guys. Right. Appreciate it. It's been an honor. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Love it.